0: can you be quiet please thank you
1: welcome to pirate radio live there's local politics bud
2: i want to shake his hand i want to shake his hand i want to shake his hand was that supposed
1: to
3: be funny get these clowns out of here why would they do that you
4: have any freaking game
1: dude it's cocky bunch man now live from the pirate radio studios in the heart of the pirate nation here is your host Clip Brock.
5: Hi, welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio studios, coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. You can find us online, pr927fm.com, and watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. You can find us there. Watch the show, be a part of the show. Make sure you are liking, subscribing, following Pirate Radio because Wednesday is a big day we've got mike houston interviews coming up later also the coordinators donnie kirkpatrick and blake carroll those will be available via video on our social media sites later today we'll have the audio for you coming up thursday here on pirate radio live but don't wait on that you can see it as it happens if you are following us on our social media platforms. All right, coming up on today's show, we'll visit with the voice Jeff Charles. We'll talk some pirate football and more with the voice at three thirty. Mike Schwartz, head basketball coach of the East Carolina Pirates, joins us today at four o'clock. No shocker. East Carolina pick last in the AAC preseason poll. The ECU women also pick last in the AAC preseason media poll. But we'll talk about the men's hoops today, uh, side of things with Mike Schwartz coming up at 4 o'clock. At 4.30, Patrick Mason, Daily Reflector, joins us. He was on the Tulane trip. We'll talk about that, get you ready for ECU Memphis coming up this Saturday. And Stephen Igoe, Hoist the hoistthecolors.net, joins us at 5 o'clock. So we got a lot of guests to get to and a lot of topics to hit, plus whatever is on your mind on this Wednesday, you can chime in. And uh, if you got a question, comment. you got a question for Coach Schwartz, you can drop it. And we'll ask him coming up later today at 4 o'clock. All right. Shirley Rhodes is here. CJ Schaefer's here. The man of Chan, Chandler Honeycutt, is here as well. Hello, Chandler. What is up,
6: Clipper? Good to see you. Happy Hump
5: Day. Happy Hump Day to you and yours. Uh, coming up today, great sports day. Mm-hmm. And uh, fired up for sports trivia at AJ's tonight at 8 o'clock because it's always more fun we uh we got some games going on the 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 atmosphere picks up the environment gets a little rowdy gets exciting and tonight we've got hurricanes hockey beginning their 2022 campaign uh. let's go canes they take on the blue jackets of uh columbus as we learned yesterday with mike mullis we've got college football going on tonight uh, Louisiana taking on Marshall, so that's uh, coming up 7.30 on ESPN2. You've got postseason baseball coming up tonight. The Braves taking on the Phillies at 4.35, so we'll be watching that one uh, as we wrap up today's show. And then later tonight, Dodgers and Padres. Dodgers have a one nothing series lead. Phillies with the 7-6 win over the Braves yesterday, one nothing series lead in Atlanta. So those game twos going on. Today, American League Game Two is coming up tomorrow with the Yankees up one nothing on the Guardians, and oh man, the Mariners blew it. No, oh, no, they blew it. Uh, Astros win Game One and come from behind fashion. Alvarez dinger in the ninth inning, so they win it. They are up one game nothing on Seattle. Those American League games coming up on Thursday. All right, uh, where to begin today? I'm gonna go ahead and dive into some college football. And get our uh, our picks in? Yeah. You haven't looked at it at all, have you? Nope. Yeah, we found out before the show that Chandler is not really a sports guy. So I'm going to take it easy on you because I always thought...
6: Yeah, please take it easy on me. I'm not a sports guy.
5: I thought having our conversations on this sports radio station, on this sports radio show, the, this whole time I was talking to a sports guy. So when you had a <laughs> nope. take that I disagreed with... It was more like disappointment because, man, I thought, you know, you're a sports guy. You should know what you're talking about. Turns out you're not really a sports guy. So I got to realize that and take it easy on you from now. on. You're just not. What, what are you into? What's like what are your likes interests? Um, well, I'm not a sports guy, but I like croquet. Croquet.
6: Yeah. What is that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a sports guy. What are you? Um, Nobody. All right. CJ, how you doing? Shirley? What is
7: happening right now? I don't know.
6: I don't know either. You're catching me off guard. Uh, I'm just trying to look at
7: croquet? this. Croquet? I'm trying to make it look, I know uh, what, I know what, I know what you're, croquet you're is. You're telling me
6: I'm
5: not a sports guy. You're not a sports guy. Can you explain? Yeah, you thought Fred McGriff was white. <laughs> okay, that is true. But yeah, he, all right, that is yeah. True. I'll explain. <laughs> you thought one of my all-time favorite baseball players—I thought he was a white man. Was a Caucasian guy. I thought he was a white man.
6: That dates back before me.
5: Not a sports guy. Wow. Not a sports guy. Just pick your top twenty-five teams. I just, I, I just can't wrap my head around that, Chandler. I'm I can't. sorry. I know it's not. You don't have to be sorry. I'm sorry. I guess that I. I counted on you as being a sports guy. I've, that's on me. I thought Fred McGriff was a white man. How? It doesn't make me a sports guy? Yes!
6: Fred I've McGriff. I've said a lot of smart things about sports. Yeah, and but I all... thought a man was a white man. Instead, he's a black man. I am not a sports guy. you said
5: a lot of smart things about... I don't about... know the history of Braves baseball. I don't know... How about every... Padres? How about Rays? No. How about good first basemans? How about a borderline Hall of no. Famer should be in the Hall of Fame. Fred McGriff, I've heard his name several
6: times, but it, it, it just wasn't a name where I was like, "Oh, let me look up this guy." All let right. me look up, let me look up his highlights.
5: How old of a man are you?
6: I was born in 1998.
7: How All big right. a boy are you?
5: 1998. Big cheese over here, graced us with his presence in this on this universe, in this earth. Should a should someone born in 1998 who claims to be a sports guy know the race of Fred McGriff? Yes or no? I want to hear I it in the know. chat. No. All right, tell you. know. What
7: year is it again?
5: He was born in
7: 1998. But here's the thing. God. Are and, you it, serious? You were born listen, in 98.
6: Listen, if you come up to me and you say Fred McGriff, I'm going to go that Atlanta Braves guy. He was really good. He he was really good for the Braves. Now, if you went if you went down a race path, then that's when I get
5: lost. Now, because don't, I thought he was white. Don't give me this. I don't see race thing either. Not a race guy. I'm not a race. Hey, guy. you're not a race guy. I'm not a race guy. I, Dude, I am a sports guy. I want you to take a guess. What color am I? Because you can't. Maybe you're colorblind. What color do you think I am? Fred McGriff my heart is purple and gold you're um, I'm a pirate down to my soul
6: you're very tannish
5: <laughs> lucky <laughs> guess should Chandler should someone who's a sports guy born in 1998 know Fred McGriff is a black man
6: give me a break guys please now I know who Fred McGriff, I knew who he was you didn't clearly no no it's, it's it was kind of like a Santa Claus situation. Fred
5: well, McGriff you know, is real.
0: You know, it, Whoa, are you saying Santa's, Santa's, Santa's not real? real?
5: Are you what? saying Santa Claus is black? He could be. <laughs>
6: Santa Claus could be black. Uh, <laughs> Just like Fred McGriff. I saw Fred, Here's Look, I saw Fred McGriff as God. I saw him as a mythical uh, no, character. He's and real. he could be black or white.
5: You know what's funny is I have, I almost brought in my Fred McGriff jersey yesterday because um, now I should have. I was going to wear my Acuna. I got two other Braves jerseys. I was going to have Willie and Ellerby wear them during the game, but uh, I decided not to. Maybe I should let you borrow the Fred McGriff jersey. Try to walk a mile in his shoes as a white man.
6: <laughs> I'm going to go around, man, man, this guy can play. And he was black, and I know that. I know that now.
5: Now we're going to play a new game. I'm going to name, like, athletes that were really good before you were born, and you have to tell me their race. Hmm. <laughs> Bo Jackson? Was he I'm a brother? am going to go white. Was he a brother? I'm we'll save it white. for uh, Tony Collins tomorrow. We'll play Was He a Brother with Chandler and Tony.
6: Ask him if Fred McGriff – do you think he knows who Fred McGriff is? Yes, he knows who – everybody knows who Fred McGriff is. No, that's not, that is not a fact. Not everybody knows who that is
5: everyone who claims to be a sports guy knows who Fred McGriff is.
6: Here's the thing. I knew who he was. I just did not know he was a black man. All
5: right, fine. Moving along.
6: (laughs) You ever had a pen pal? Mm. Ever had a pen pal?
5: Anybody? When we were in school, we had to like write letters to like other schools or something. Have you had a pen pal?
6: No, me. Not me. But I'm saying, you've got that friend. You know they exist. You know they're out there. Do you know their race? Do you know their color?
5: Fred McGriff was on television. He's in World Series. He's like...
6: Before my time.
5: He's on Tom Amansky. uh, Before my time. Instructional videos. He's on commercials. He's got a nice stash. Come on, man. Give me a break. All right. So, college football is what we're talking about right now. Is it? Every week, every Wednesday, we (coughs) go... uh, We pick a top 10 upset and a top 25 upset. Not even really an upset. Just a top ten team to lose and a top twenty five team to lose. And boy howdy. Last week, <laughs> last week we were feeling good. Cause I was seven and three. The man of Chan, not a sports guy, was seven and three. CJ Schaefer. Are you a sports guy?
8: Some are saying. Some are saying we'll find out tonight at Sports Trivia when we get our specialty question right.
5: All right. You were seven and three as well guess what our record is this week boys seven and five seven and five seven and five we're just we go hand in hand so uh we
6: were undefeated all together last week
5: yep well i think i'm gonna mix it up a little bit this week so this year in week three i picked usc to lose week four i picked usc to lose week six i picked usc to lose So i got to change something. i got to do something different. So this week, my top 10 upset is Utah beating USC. I'm going back to the well for the fourth time. This is the week that Lincoln Riley and the Trojans go down. Utah will knock off USC. That is my top 10 team to lose.
8: How does this well keep getting water in it?
5: (coughs) It's a little dry. We could use a little rain. We could use a little moisture, a little precipitation. All right, who is your top 10 team to lose this week CJ? I
8: am going to take Michigan over Penn State.
5: I'm I looked at that game long and hard and uh, didn't know which way I wanted to go on it.
8: I'm very high on the top of the uh, big Ten but I'm much higher on Ohio State and Michigan than I am Penn State. I just have a lot of faith in Michigan, especially getting it done at home.
5: All right. So you're taking Penn State to lose. Yes. Chandler, who is your top 10 team to lose? <coughs> you're
6: going to think I'm crazy. No, you're not a sports guy. Nah, so you you're, nah, you're going to think I'm crazy. da 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 da
5: da 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 da
9: da 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 da
6: oh rocky top you'll always be home sweet home to me good old rocky top rocky top tennessee give me the balls over bama at home at neyland stadium give it to me bama goes down bama goes down Alabama goes down. They've had a set, they've had a couple of games this year where they should have lost at Texas last week against Texas A&M. Mm. They're going to be in a close one this weekend mm. on the road, and they're going to slip up, and they're going to uh, fall to the Vols. And Josh Heupel, give me the Vols.
5: All right, I'll go ahead and announce that my top 25 team to lose is also a top 10 team. I'm taking Tennessee to lose to Alabama. Uh CJ, your other pick. I'm gonna
8: take Kentucky to lose to Mississippi State. Are
5: they still in the top twenty five? They
8: are twenty two. Yeah. They I don't think they should be ranked. Well they're
5: without their quarterback and they got crushed by South Carolina last week. Yeah. And I don't know if Levis is playing this week, but they were hammered. So they got who this week? Mississippi State. Mississippi State coming off of a huge win over Arkansas. Last week. All right, Chandler, top twenty five team. I hurt my finger. Um, beat. Are you a music guy? I think you're a music guy. Uh, no? I'm more of a sports guy
6: than a music guy. Yeah. Guys, don't let li- don't listen to this guy. He's hurting my feelings today. No, just I take, listen to him. No, I take pride in being a sports guy and just because I didn't know Fred McGriff <laughs> Yeah. He see there he is. He's he's black. And I and I didn't know that. And I'm sorry, and I apologize. But, you know who is black? Dino Babers. <laughs> Dino Babers in Syracuse is taking down NC State
5: at Ooh. home in the dome. Oh, who's starting for State? Is it our is guy Jack Chambers? Yes, but
6: he could not throw. They just like ran him all over the field last week.
5: He can throw. They didn't let him. Let Jack cook. Let him cook. Put the dang orange in the torture chambers there
6: you go but i didn't even think about that but devin leary of yes. course you didn't
5: you're not a sports guy Shut up! that's why i'm shut here up! to help you out shut up of course you i'm didn't. a sports guy so you got state losing <laughs> yes the dino babers dino in the dome where are they playing that game the dome what's it called
6: the jma wireless bowl uh wireless <laughs> <laughs> they're playing a bowl game this early the J- jma wireless
5: dome is that what it's called now
6: it's not the carrier dome anymore nah, i
5: knew it wasn't the i, I
6: knew it was the carrier dome now why is that chandler because i'm a sports guy but you because i'm a sports guy
5: you didn't know it had changed you know who i Interesting. i, I did know that dino babers was black good i'm proud of you for that
6: uh and dave Dorn, white man
5: he is the white man What a show. Sports Guy. <laughs> we got going Sports today. Guy. <laughs> Is Chandler a Sports Guy? We are trying to figure it we out. We're going to find out. <laughs> Joe says Tennessee over Alabama. Yeah, Joe. Alabama. Christian says Alabama loses to Tennessee. Y'all. Y'all. Look at the influence Sports Guy Chandler has on these people, Come yes. on, y'all. Yes. Y'all are getting on his side. Oh my god. Give me, give me Bama by two touchdowns. Alabama plays when they want to play. Like they if they need to wake up, if they need to smell the uh the bath smelling salt. salts. Bath salts. Not a drug guy,
8: <laughs>
5: <laughs> If they need to wake up like they played Texas, right? Oh, we're in a we're in a close game. Eh, we'll just go ahead and win it. AM's got it at the goal line. Should we worry? Nah, they'll run a stupid play. We're gonna win. I mean, Bama's gonna they, Joe's they, going with me on
6: Syracuse over State too. Okay. Because he's, he's following
5: the sports guy. <laughs> yeah, you keep following him. Uh Christian says I've been eating some rat poison. I think I think Chandler's been eating the rat poison to not believe in Alabama. Is that a 330? We got an awesome lineup. Let's listen to these games. 12 o'clock on Fox, Penn State at Michigan. You've got 330 CBS, Alabama at Tennessee. You want to talk about a rocking environment there at Neyland Stadium? 330 ABC, Oklahoma State at TCU. Mm -hmm. 330 ACC Network nc state at syracuse Mm. sounds like a crappy game but uh is undefeated state's 15th in the country 7 30 clemson at florida state clemson a narrow favorite in that game eight o'clock on fox if usc wins and they go undefeated they're a playoff team yay or nay they go undefeated, yay. I'd say yes. They need this one. Huge game for USC. They still got UCLA coming up, which is going to be a showdown. But USC after this has Arizona win, Cal win, Colorado win, and then they end with UCLA and Notre Dame. So if USC wins this, we're gonna be they're gonna be driver's seat to the college football playoff until that November nineteenth date with UCLA huge game Saturday night.
6: Uh, What about Stoops and the boys? They're trying to bounce back after a disappointing loss last week. Kentucky and Mississippi State.
5: Yeah. I don't have much interest.
6: 730. SEC Network.
5: But if that's what you're into, go for it. Another top 25 matchup. And we have a huge one here in Greenville, North Carolina. Yes, we do. 730 against the Memphis Tigers. Pirates, a favorite in that game at last check. They were five-point favorites. Against those Memphis Tigers. All right, everybody's on Chandler's side. So Chandler, let's see what you got, man. Tennessee and Syracuse, and and everybody is uh is riding the Chan Man right now. The big cheese picking up some uh, a little funk with that cheese. Yeah. Um. I'm all right.
6: I'm gonna announce it right now. The Chan Man game of the week on Saturday. As we kick off the Bud Light pre-game tailgate at 3.30 on CBS, crank up Rocky Top. Oh, Rocky Top, you'll always be home sweet home to me. Good. Oh, Rocky Top, Woo, oh, Rocky Top, Tennessee, yeah, that is the Chan Man Game of the Week, Tennessee versus Alabama.
5: Okay, glad we did that all over again. John Moody's getting ready for a big opening night in PNC Arena tonight, Hurricanes back Moody. on the ice, Moods. Moody, I saw him
6: cutting grass, did you, have you ever used those, um, the lawnmowers where you actually stand up on it? Nah. and operate it i saw john moody on one of those yesterday
5: Mm. sounds fun working his
6: ass off
5: i've been on a stand-up roller coaster before i believe it was called the shockwave at king's dominion
6: oh my gosh
5: do y'all like coasters love them i used to love roller coasters as a kid yeah you do? no not a roller coaster guy nope
8: not a roller coasters
5: guy really i don't like heights i don't like planes i don't like planes which is kind of weird right i mean you think about i'm a pretty like conservative guy when it comes like i'll never go skydiving no need to get
8: political clip
5: (laughs) and i want to talk to you about a few things today folks no I, i never uh conservative in the sense that um i just don't need to do that crazy stuff skydiving and rocky mountain climbing and going <laughs> 2.7 2. 7 seconds to on a full name named fu manchu, manchu. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not me that's not me um but i loved roller coasters and boy how easy could that thing just flung off a track just like that and i'm splat dead on the earth <sighs> dead. And, and you got a non-sports guy chandler honeycutt hosting this show and i'm a i'm not even here And what a sad day that'll be. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, man, I did love roller coasters. Space Mountain.
6: Hey, I'm going to... All right. I've been thinking about this. Quit pushing the narrative that I'm not a sports guy. Because I love talking sports with people. And then when they see me in public, they're not even going to bother to talk to me about anything. Because when the Panthers do go on the road this weekend and win their Game 1 with Steve Wilkes at Los Angeles Rams?
5: Is it a series?
6: Well, Game 1 of the Steve Wilkes era this year as interim. We will win. People are not going to want to come up and talk to me about it because they're going to look at me and say, hmm, I'd go talk to him about the Panthers winning today, but he's not a sports guy.
5: All right, you're a sports guy. Thank you. Yep. Uh, Do you really think the Panthers can win? No. The Rams are our survivor pick this week. I'm a little worried about it. Interim coach, backup quarterback, they're going to be fighting their tails off for Wilkes.
6: Oh, absolutely.
5: The thing is, I just hope they're cr- too crappy for it to matter. You know, and the other team has Aaron Donald.
6: Yeah, but the thing is, is that Matt Stafford has looked absolutely terrible. He's coming a bum. Off, coming off of a Super Bowl hangover. This is a very scrappy defense with or without Phil Snow.
5: Hey, sometimes we like to go dummy. He's gone bummy. Hmm. Tough crowd on that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, An audible groan from Studio B. Not a joke guy. Ooh. Not Ooh. a joke. Not a joke guy. Not a joke guy. All right. I'll stick to sports then. Um Devontae Adams.
4: Dude.
5: <laughs> Shut up, Garrett. What do you know? Dude. Dude. Devontae Adams has been charged with assault after shoving a cameraman so let's see he has been charged with misdemeanor assault for shoving a uh, media worker he was incited uh, was cited for an intentional overt act that inflicted bodily injury so uh, and yeah all that stuff is true can't just go pushing a guy down if I was that guy Very,
6: very disappointed
5: I was trying to think of if I was that guy what I would do I'd probably be like look Devontae we need this to just go away like yeah you push me i get it like i was in front of you you pushed me you shouldn't have done that obviously i don't want to go to court i don't want you to get arrested but just throw me look i'm gonna i'm gonna write a number down on a sheet of paper write a number down I'm gonna write it down i'm gonna slide across the table you give me that amount of money you'll never hear from me again What do you think he'd do?
6: He'd probably laugh in your face. First of all, how are you going to get up with him? I know people. I got Derek Carr's silly. Hey, I need to get Devontae Adams' contact information. (laughs) Yeah, I'm the guy that he pushed to the ground uh, after that Monday night uh,
5: loss in Kansas City. I'll call the authorities and say arrest that man, and then I'll go meet him at the station. That's him, officers, right there. <laughs> Who, Devontae Adams? Hey, yeah, It's hey, right there. Hey, if it was Chandler trying to point him out, he would point out Hunter Renfro. Because yeah, he I, wouldn't know what race Devontae Adams is. <laughs> <laughs> it was the white
6: man! Uh, sir, that's Hunter Renfro. <laughs> that's not Devontae Adams? Uh, he, that's he, cool. Devontae Adams is black? <laughs> he's not uh, a white
5: man. Oh man? Are you kidding me? Uh, so we'll see how this ends up. Uh, but Devontae Adams says, uh, you know, he apologized after. He was frustrated. But obviously can't do that. Remind him. And then... Uh,
7: well, did you see the police report, what was written? What? That he has whiplash and a mild concussion. Yeah. And that's why he filed the police report.
5: Yeah. I mean, I don't really blame the guy. I mean, he's not in a neck brace or anything, but...
7: Well, somebody somebody brought it. Somebody brought up the. You remember when Linville Joseph trucked the camera, (laughs) the sound guy coming out of the tunnel? Yes. Yeah, but you didn't hear anything about him suing or having. Well, that was
5: different. That was a total
6: accident.
5: Yeah, was running out on the field. Well, okay. Adam's pushed the guy.
7: Okay, that's fair. Totally different. But someone did bring up the notion that that guy did not do anything. Yeah. Well, he was in the wrong place at the wrong
5: time. (laughs) How about the guy that ran on the field in the Rams game that Bobby Wagner tackled had a concussion?
6: And then he actually filed a police report.
5: Now that's lame.
6: That is very lame.
5: Yeah. This cameraman obviously is in his uh has a reason to file a report. The guy who I mean runs he clearly just went. Yeah, he, he pushed get,
6: the guy. He was like, get out of my way.
5: Yeah. He physically pushed the guy he out was, of the way.
6: Man, Devontae Adams was mad mad after that game.
5: Yeah. All right. Um <laughs> Michael Michael says Carolina has not got off the list yet and Chandler has the I've list. I got the list. Hold up right I've, here. I've got the list. It's the uh Michael Winstead honorary dumpster juice list. Panthers. We wanted to add some people. Yeah, and by the way. All right, list- I'm going to uh I'm going to go to y'all. Think about it real quick. CJ Shirley, let's add A player, a thing in life, whatever you want. We're adding to the dumpster juice list today.
6: And by the way, Michael, it hasn't gone off the list. In fact, it's the only item on the list. But Number one and the only item, Panthers.
5: I'm going to add another item to the list, to the Michael Winstead dumpster juice list. We talked about this the other day. I guess we'll just throw in the whole shebang of them. I'm going to just throw offense. Broncos offense. But I want to put Nathaniel Hackett up there by himself. And I kind of want to put Russell Wilson up there by himself. But I'll just put uh, Broncos offense.
6: Oh, by the way, speaking of the list, congratulations to your son, Michael, for making the Blitnikoff watch list.
5: Ah, that's a good list to be on. All right, CJ, uh, what are we adding to the dumpster juice list? i was hoping
8: you didn't come to me first yeah probably do i have to give a specific thing
5: can i put the whole team what player see we already got teams up here we need to we need a player no you can put whatever you want you want to just put the whole team can i put the offensive line yeah yeah Yeah. let's put the offensive line Steelers o-line yeah you just made the dumpster juice list there we go all right shirley
7: the miami dolphin captains For taking away the stinking ping-pong table because supposedly that's a distraction for why we have lost two games.
5: No more ping-pong. And they were
7: in the midst of a huge ping-pong tournament between the players.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Is this a true story?
7: It is a true story. True story. So
8: it's the captain's
7: fault, not the the doctor of Tua? No. The Dolphins' captains, which included Tyreek Hill... They decided, it, well, they brought it in because they felt like it was going to promote camaraderie and, you know, give a level of competitiveness, and they can all hang out together and play ping-pong. So they had created this little tournament, and then well, and we went on a two-game <laughs> losing streak and lost to the frickin' Jets.
5: All right. They're on the, on the juice list. Sometimes, all the they time. They removed
7: the ping-pong table.
5: All the time, people listening to this show are smarter than me on the show. Great line, Brad, that I should have used it. You asked me a question. How would I get in contact with Devontae Adams? Well, duh. I'm buddies with his former teammate, Aaron Jones. So I could contact Aaron to get up with Devontae.
6: So there's a a guy on TikTok that can make a connection with just about any celebrity. So you throw out a celebrity, and he's going to go, all right, here's a picture with me and this celebrity. And then it's a picture of that celebrity with another celebrity and it gets all the way down? Yeah. Like, that could be with you. Yeah. You have a connection My with jumping Adams.
5: off point is Aaron Jones.
6: And then there's a picture. Here's a picture of me and Aaron Jones. Here's a picture of Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams on the sideline in the Packers game. Boom. You got a connection there.
5: Uh, Leonard says it looks like Devin Leary might start against Syracuse. Does that change your uh, opinion at all? no it shouldn't because Devin leary stinks no he is not good at throwing the football it ain't changing my opinion ain't changing my mind all right let's get a break in well did you want to add anything to the dumpster juice list who me no all right
6: I, i got panthers up there
5: all right good enough we went all nfl today we need to break off and i tell you what if the braves lose today they're a nominee They'll be uh, throwing out the first pitch in about an hour in Atlanta, Atlanta and Philadelphia. When we return, we're going to talk to The Voice, Jeff Charles. He joins us on the other side of this time out. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday after this.
1: listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by country mart country mart is open every day and has two locations in bethel on highway 11 and in stokes and highway 903 country mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline now back to the show
7: welcome back hemp garden is your premium cbd retailer in eastern north carolina find yourself having anxiety or in need of extra sleep support Hemp Garden has a variety of Delta 8 and Delta 9 products that can assist with those issues. If you're unable to stop by the store, don't worry. Give them a call today at 413 6100 for a consultation and they'll ship right to your door. Hemp Garden, located at 3040 South Evans Street in the Target Shopping Center in Greenville. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff on
5: Hi, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. If you think My man here, the big cheese, Chandler Honeycutt, is a sports guy. Give us a like on YouTube. we got 17 more viewers than we do likes right now, so some of you out there.
7: If you disagree that he's a sports guy, click the subscribe button.
5: Give us a sub and a like. So either way, give us a thumbs up. What do you say? Be a pal. Rajay Harris on Twitter yesterday said that positivity said
6: Chandler honeycutt is a sports
5: guy he did not say that one percent he didn't say that my guy he said positivity is contagious i want to get the quote correct from uh young rajay who said something can you find it last night and what did he say you ask i can't find it
6: you're you're looking at stuff that has been posted today. So keep going down.
5: Oh, you uh, you're a Twitter guy now. I'm a now, Twitter guy all of a sudden. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Oh, oh my gosh. What are you doing? Positivity is contagious. Spread good vibes. And I think I do that every day, right, Chandler?
6: <laughs> yeah. You, you you are the epitome of spreading good vibes and positivity.
5: Good use of the word epitome.
6: Is it really? Yeah. Okay, I just, I, no, I that was, I, was good. Ran, I randomly said that.
5: No, that was good. I like that. That was a good work. All right. Plethora. You got a plethora of words you can use. Let's uh, head out to the Pit Electric Live line and visit with The Voice on this Wednesday. Jeff Charles joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, how you doing today?
3: Clip, I'm doing great. What a gorgeous day it is today. A little baseball, a little football. We got both going on, don't we?
5: Got that and the start of Hurricanes hockey. Uh gonna be a fun night tonight at AJ McMurphy's. We got sports trivia at eight o'clock and we'll have all the action on. So great time of the sports year. Also, Mike Schwartz uh on our show today, Jeff, as we'll talk some ECU basketball. So uh a little bit of everything going on, something for everybody this time of year. This is a fun time.
3: Kinda like uh May, you know, in May we talk about the same kind of thing, clip when you have NHL winding down, or playoffs, NBA, the same situation. Major League Baseball has started, Kentucky Derby. So there's always a lot going on, you know, in May and also October. Ironically enough, they're two of the most beautiful months of the year. So, yeah, a lot of sports going on, a lot for guys like you and me to stay up with.
5: Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, got some uh, late-night calls coming up here for the next month or so. East Carolina played 7.30 against Memphis this week, 7.30 against UCF the following week, and then a couple of Friday nighters at 8 o'clock with uh, BYU and Cincinnati. So I feel like we've had seasons before, Jeff, where just about every game was at noon. Uh, We're getting a lot of night games this year uh, for the Pirates, and I think that's because uh, they're they're playing a little better and they want to get them on TV at a – at a uh, a time other than noon, but uh, man, uh, some late night uh, late nights coming up for both of us here.
3: Yeah, no doubt about that, Clip. Uh, I've been thinking about the next two, and uh, you're right. I was aware those two were uh, were coming up as well, BYU and Cincinnati. But I really had thought about stringing four in a row together. But that's uh, that's where we're going to be. 7:30 start this week, and as you well know, Clip, there always seems to be. Uh, an extra little bit of juice in the air, a little more electricity in the air when the lights come on at dowdy Sicklin Stadium. And so uh, here we are in October and in uh, at 7.30 in about the middle part of the month. You know, it's going be, to be really dark at 7.30, so the lights are going to have full effect, and the entire game is going to be played, really, uh, you know, a, a, a true night game. So far's got to get by this one uh, with Memphis. It's a toss-up game, I think, Cliff. Uh, both teams are coming off Losses from last week, that devastating loss from Memphis when Houston came back. was incredible watching that game in the fourth quarter and watching the Cougars come back to win the game. You have to wonder about uh, Memphis' psyche coming into this game. And then the Pirates went down to New Orleans and uh, played a very good two-lane football team. And uh, we talk about it all the time. It usually comes down to a half-dozen plays in every football game, especially the real close ones. And if you make those plays, oftentimes you win the game. If you don't make those plays, oftentimes you lose the game. And I think we can go back to the two-lane game last week and just see where the Green Wave did a better job with execution and a better job of not turning the ball over. And you know they got to win. And here they are. I mean, they're playing really well. They're they're five and one. They've got another winnable game coming up this week at uh, USF. So you know if they take care of business like they have so far. They're going to be six and one and. They're kicking themselves because they had that three-point loss to Southern Miss a few weeks ago. So they're legit. I I really think they're a good, solid American team. The Pirates are trying to get there, and East Carolina is trying to iron out some things, clean up some things, and let's see if they're able to do that uh, this Saturday with Memphis in town.
5: And boy, Memphis kicking themselves, Jeff, they could be a 5-1, and 3-0 and oh in conference play if they were able to just take care of the final minute, two minutes against Houston last Friday night as uh, Memphis had the lead the entire game. They were cruising. Houston scores late, gets an onside kick, scores again, and then boom, you look up and Houston escapes with a win on the road. So Memphis is going to come in here a little angry after what happened to them last week.
3: Well, you'd think they would. Clip, uh, man, I tell you what, it was uh, a meltdown of major proportions for sure at the Liberty Bowl. And looking at the faces of the Memphis fans, <laughs> they were like shell shocked yeah. fourth quarter. And it was, it was kind of humorous actually watching some of the fans there. But as I understand it, uh, you know, it was a tough loss. It was a tough loss for their fan base. Uh, Matt Dylan's a good friend of mine. Matt does the color commentary for the Tiger Sports Network. And he told me there weren't a whole lot of happy Tiger fans after that one, as uh, understandably so. So you would think they will come in, you know, looking to to get a big win over the Pirates this week. They know it's going to be a tough game coming into Greenville, playing at night. But Seth Hennigan is the guy that uh, you really have to account for if you're the Pirates. He is a terrific quarterback. He is every bit as good or if not better than Michael Pratt. And he just doesn't make mistakes, Cliff. He's 10 touchdowns, one interception. And this is a Memphis team that's plus nine in turnover margin. They've got a bunch of interceptions on the defensive side. And, you know, like always, Memphis has athletes. I thought when they were in their heyday three or four years ago, they were right there with UCF as far as overall team speed is concerned. And they're going to have really good athletes on the field again uh, on Saturday. So the Pirates are going to have to bring their A game.
5: East Carolina and Memphis both looking to bounce back. And, uh, Jeff, it was – we've talked about it – a team loss for East Carolina on Saturday. Mistakes offensively, some penalties uh, and mistakes defensively. And then the special teams bugaboo once again uh, had a – Missed field goal, a uh, missed extra point, blocked field goal, and Jeff, I just don't remember a year where the kicking operation has had issues creep up every week. We're halfway through the season now, we're still talking about these uh, issues that we had week one, and in all your years of, of calling ECU games, do you remember anything like
3: this? I don't, Clip. I really don't. Five missed extra points in six games. I mean, that's pretty amazing, actually. So yeah, it's been very difficult and. We talked about it early on this year that there's a new snapper and a new holder. I think they've had some guys that have missed some assignments up front. I think that was the case on one of the kicks uh, last week. So it's going to be extremely frustrating. Mike Houston said earlier this week, he says, I don't know of anybody in the country that spends more time on kicking drills, on extra points, and also field goals. So that's what has to make it doubly frustrating. They, They try so hard all week to get things ironed out, and then it looks like the same problems happen again on saturday so we'll see how it works out this week but you know i'm i'm to the point now Cliff, every time they try a field goal or try an extra point i kind of hold my breath as we're broadcasting yeah. The game.
5: yeah you're right jeff jeff charles joining us jeff i got homecoming and uh marcus crandall the crane man going to be introduced into the hall of fame and seeing a lot of old school uh they're calling it a modern throwback jersey kind of an old school look with the ecu social media and the pictures they're putting out kind of a faded purple the gold stripe with the white on the outside kind of looking uh like it did back in the day so uh interested to to see how how all that looks on saturday those uniforms look really sharp the players like them will uh they should look good we'll see if they play good jeff but uh, a big weekend coming up uh, when it comes to ecu uh athletics
3: yeah, it is. Clip uh, Hall of Fame weekend, homecoming. They've been combining those two events the last few years, and so happy for Marcus Crandall. Marcus, one of my all-time favorite Pirates, and that was, as you well know, Clip back in the day in the mid '90s. That was kind of the heyday of East Carolina Pirate football and all the upsets that Steve Logan was was pulling, and that was just a sort of a magical feel of the East Carolina Pirate football. In those days, started, of course, uh, in 91 and then went up through the mid-90s and even into the to the late 90s. And uh, Marcus was a big big part of that, went on to the Canadian Football League. I think he has two great cups. I know in one great cup uh, championship game, he was the MVP, and then he coached in the CFL for a while. And now Marcus is uh, back here, uh, sometimes in eastern North Carolina, but he is also coaching at Johnson C. Smith in Charlotte. He's the offensive coordinator. I talked to him just before the season started this year, and he was excited about getting back into coaching after coaching in the CFL. So yeah, Marcus is a good, good guy. He's a hometown product from Eastern North Carolina, from Robertsonville. So great to see him going into the hall.
5: You mentioned the CFL, Jeff. I watched my first CFL game on Monday. Shirley Rhodes uh, turned me on to it. It was Canadian Thanksgiving weekend, and they had a game on ESPN two during the day, and uh, saw Justin Hardy catch eleven passes. It looked just like Justin used to back then, uh, except uh, he was ha- he has dreads now, Jeff. So he had some hair coming out of his helmet, which took me a while to get used to. Uh, but Justin uh, had a great game. Saw Dominique Davis go in the game as well. I know you keep up with the CFL from uh, time to time, but it was good to see two former pirates uh, on Monday.
3: Yeah, no doubt about that. And then uh, Dominique is, you know, he's carved out a nice career as a quarterback in the Canadian Football League. We know what a good quarterback he was here at ECU. And they started the season the last two or three years, something like that. They started the season earlier. So now you get to this part of the year and they're down, you know, going toward the home stretch of their season and getting ready for the playoffs. So. It's a lot of fun to watch, and it gives guys an opportunity to, to play professional football. And, of course, uh, you know, Stanley Bryant, we talk about Stan a lot and the great career he's had with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers now. Yeah, he's been the best offensive lineman in the Canadian Football League, Guy from Goldsboro and transferred to ECU from Elizabeth City State. And man, a lot of career Stanley has had. I think Stanley's 36 years old now, and he's still going strong in Canada. So, yeah, it's always good to see those Pirates up there and Henry Gizmo Williams for long-time Pirate fans will remember Gizmo and, you know, he was like a legend in Canadian football with his punt returns and his kickoff returns and so, yeah, there have been a lot of a lot of Pirates have gone up there. Danny Kepley, again, long-time Pirates, remember uh, Captain Crunch, Danny Kepley from the 70s. He had a terrific career. He in the CFL, he's in the CFL Hall of Fame, so Canadian football has been good to the Pirates down through the years.
5: Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, before we wrap it up, uh, I was thinking back to your your MLB predictions that you put on inside the booth uh, each and every year. And this year I think you believed, as uh, myself and others, believed a little bit too much in the White Sox this year. I do remember you had the Phillies winning the NL East. And uh, they did not win the NL East, but they're up one game to nothing on the Braves in the NLDS after winning yesterday. And they have Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola coming up pitching against Atlanta. So they are in a pretty good spot right now. A little bit worried as a Braves fan. We saw the Mariners. Uh, blow a lead to the Astros yesterday. That was a backbreaker for Seattle. The Yankees took care of the Guardians last night. Uh, Dodgers uh, winning as well. So, uh, what, What's your uh, your take on MLB playoffs right now? Who are you looking out for? Uh, what do you think happens, Jeff?
3: Well, the Phillies are making me look pretty good right now. I didn't look that way mid-September, first week of September, clip because they were really struggling. They had a bad stretch, and it looked like there for a while they weren't even going to make the playoffs, and then they got hot. And now here they are, and they're just playing really well. They're the hottest team right now in baseball, and so they're kind of on a little bit of a run. Uh, so you know, the Phillies are making me look pretty good. The White Sox are right, made me look pretty bad. They ended up at five hundred. They ended up at eighty-one and eighty-one, and they just had a lot of injuries. And then Tony Larusa, the manager, had his issues this year. It was just one of those years that just didn't seem to mesh for the White Sox. I really like the Guardians because. We talked about this before, Clip. I'm a big Jose Ramirez fan, and they're playing the Yankees in that series. tough to win at Yankee Stadium, but uh, we'll see if the Guardians can, can come back in the series. And then you know, just over the years, watching so many games admitted made for the Astros, gosh, are they ever tough to beat at that ballpark? And, you know, that ballpark most times is, is full, certainly will be full for the playoffs, and uh, they just feed off that crowd, and it is difficult as heck to go in there and win. So yeah, they they're looking good and Jordan Alvarez hit that three-run homer that walk-off job mm. last night, so they've got a lot of momentum now. So yeah, it's it's that time of year clip, a lot of great baseball.
5: Jeff Charles joining us, Pit Electric Live line. He'll be on the call on Saturday. He'll join us Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. And we'll be at UBE coming up Friday at noon. Jeff, I'm not going to ask you who your guests are because (laughs) we put the jinx on it every time we talk about it. So uh, it's up to you if you want to promote it. But uh, I know we'll hear from you coming up Friday.
3: Yeah, I think I'll be quiet until a little little closer to, uh, to the show because we've had some guys lined up in there for whatever reason. They haven't been able to make it. So... Maybe this time I'll just keep my big mouth shut and we'll
5: get uh, yes a two. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you for joining us, Jeff. We'll, uh, we'll see you Friday and Saturday. Sounds great. Thanks a lot, Cliff. All right, The Voice, Jeff Charles, joining us here on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Looking forward to talking to Jeff. Hour one of the Bud Light pregame tailgate, 3.30 to 4.30, coming up on Saturday. Let's take a break. We'll come back and wrap up hour one, get you set for hour two, where we'll talk pirate hoops with the head basketball coach of the Pirates, Mike Schwartz. Also, Patrick Mason, Daily Reflector, will join us. Stephen Igo coming up in hour number three of today's program. A lot more to go. We'll be back with you after this.
1: are listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show.
7: Welcome back. Drive a little and save a lot at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a great selection of new and pre-owned vehicles, plus offers service to all makes and models in a state-of-the- Art Facility. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington and online at Washington Chrysler WashingtonChryslerDodgeJeepRam.com Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, clipper Brock. Alright, great sports
5: day. We got Major League Baseball playoffs beginning in about 30 minutes. Game 2, Braves and Phillies. Phillies, a one nothing series lead there later tonight. It is Dodgers and Padres, LA, with a one nothing lead there. AL playoffs continue on thursday Kane's opening night tonight hurricanes taking on the blue Jackets, so that's going on in raleigh and you got a college football game louisiana taking on marshall so uh, a little bit of something for everybody on this wednesday and pretty soon we'll add hoops to the mix and ecu basketball to the mix as they will begin their season coming up november 8th against mercer joining us in the pirate radio studios first year head coach of the East Carolina Basketball Pirates. He is Mike Schwartz joining us. Coach, good to see you again, how you
4: doing? Great, great, Clip, thanks for having me.
5: I know you've been a uh, busy man, so we appreciate your time. So uh, tell us uh, what you guys have been up to so far as, as far as practice goes, uh, what have you guys been accomplishing on the court these days?
4: Yeah, it's been a really good preseason. We are uh, 11 or 12 practices in right now. I uh, actually had uh, American Conference Media Day earlier uh, this morning, so that went well, and um, you know, we're still trying to establish what the identity of this team will be in terms of a rotation. Uh, you know, Clip, that's that's where it's still happening every day, the competition, in terms of what minutes will look like, what the rotation will look like. I don't think any of that is set in stone yet. But from a standpoint of practice um, – been putting a lot of time into what we're going to be doing defensively and looking to execute that, and that's really where our barometer is right now is is how well we can execute our defensive schemes, and and from that point forward.
5: I wanted to ask you, ECU pick last preseason it makes sense. A lot of unknowns, especially us on the outside, and you being in your first year is that. I don't know. Can you use that as motivation? Is it more like, well, yeah, they don't know what we got, so we got to go prove it? You know, what do you think when you see that?
4: I think all coaches would say you're going to find different ways to motivate without a doubt. And and so I think that's just another way. And that's that's thrown right in front of you. And, you know, but, but we've been seeing that all summer long and our guys and we've made note of it because there's been multiple um, media outlets that have as they've looked into the, the summer rankings or the preseason and now you just get to the official or so to speak official ones but you, you know what clip in the end of the day whether you're picked first, you're picked last you're picked somewhere in the middle really it, it you got to go do it you got to go do it regardless of what it is and, and I think um, I think our guys understand that but there's no doubt that we should have a chip on our shoulder regardless.
5: Well, you said you're trying to, to see what you got as far as the rotation, how many you're going to play, who are those guys to play. And we know from the outside some names, R.J. Felton, uh returning, Javon Small, Brandon Johnson, and then, of course, Luigi, And then, you know, a lot of new faces on this team. So, Uh, who is standing out day-to-day in practice? Who are the guys kind of leading the way right now?
4: Well, I think some of the names you just mentioned, without a doubt, are standing out. Javon Small has had a really good preseason. RJ has had a really good preseason, and so has Brandon Johnson. Uh, All three of those guys, you know, to be specific. has had his moments where he's played really well, and he's given us a much-needed size and physicality. And then we have the young guys that, you know— they have been more inconsistent, some of the newer players. But, but in the end of the day, Clip, the reason why I say that about a rotation is this. We haven't faced up against anybody else yet. We haven't seen a different color uniform in front of us. It's either been purple or gold. And you have six, seven guys on each side of the ball, and everybody's competing in practice. So some days... But we're getting to the point where the guys, I mean, they know what we're trying to accomplish on both sides, offensively and defensively, and they're ready to potentially go ahead and try and execute against someone else, another opponent. And in the next few weeks, we'll get that chance. So that's really where rotations and things like that start to uh, take shape.
5: College basketball has these super secret scrimmages that I don't know who is allowed to talk about it or what, but we a schedule ends up getting leaked. I don't know how much you can talk about it, but will your guys be playing any guys preseason in a practice setting?
4: like you said they're super secret <laughs> okay
5: um all right i'll take that for what it's worth so maybe you'll be able to see another team maybe not uh before the season begins all right so uh coach some of these newcomers who uh i i want to ask you about lecount the uh the guard from california and you say well how does a guy scoring like 30 a game and putting up these numbers in los angeles get all the way here to greenville i i one of the reasons is probably he's 5'8", so he gets overlooked. Uh, but how how about bringing him over here, and, and how's the little guy look so far? Well,
4: there's no doubt about it, what you just said. He, he probably, his recruitment was less than what you would think those stats equate to, or even his team of winning. I mean, he led his team to a state semifinal game uh, in, in a very difficult region at, at a high level of basketball. He obviously put up good numbers um, in terms of leading the state in scoring, and he was the Los Angeles City Player of the Year, but he is 5'8" and he's had his moments where he has shown like yesterday in practice I'll tell you a clip he was he was seven of ten from the floor in a scrimmage type setting uh, where he really scored but he had multiple turnovers and he you know and he was able they, You know, his opposing player that he was guarding took advantage of him defensively. So he has had both ways. Um, But that's probably the biggest reason is just that his size, I mean, I think if he's six foot or a little bit, you know, more traditional size of a point guard, he probably, you know, has recruitment that's a little bit higher. But uh, you know what, I've seen a lot of guys that didn't even have the recruitment he had that turned out to be great college players. And we, the, the coaches love him. His teammates love him. And he brings a lot to us every day in practice. And he's just got to find a way to be successful, uh, you know, at that size. Mike Schwartz joining
5: us, coach, a question I'm asked a lot. And uh, we asked it before you got here. We're asking it now. Will, will we get to see Winston Tabb's on the court this basketball season?
4: It's getting close. It's getting close. He actually was a part of media day today, And it was awesome to have him there, you know, with, with the national and the local media. Um, He's probably about a week or so away from being cleared to get into contact in practice. He is doing just about everything in terms of uh, drill work, uh, extra shooting, extra work he's doing. But it's going to take some time for him to get into game shape. So even when he gets cleared for full contact and and live play in practice, there's still another step, obviously. But he's getting close, and I would say he's uh, a week to two weeks away from being cleared to be in practice
5: that's the physical side of it how, how does the guy that you know he's got something he loves to do and he's been been unable to do it for so long how's he mentally uh, that's got to be tough man he's got to be i mean we're frustrated because we had not seen him he's got to be slamming his head against the brick wall right now so how's he doing no it's, from a, great, that regard? it's a
4: great question because he he really does love it I and mean, he's a basketball junkie he lives in the gym i mean he it really means a lot to him he has a high care factor for it i think there's two there's two pieces to that number one He had experienced playing at this level and success playing at this level prior. So he's tasted it. So that's a positive because he knows what he's trying to get back to. It's not an unknown. He's seen that. The hard part is, like you said, anytime it's taken away from you and for such an extended period of time, it's difficult. But you hope, and he and I have spoken about this, and we've actually alluded to it in front of the team, the appreciation he has for daily practice the appreciation that he has to compete because it was taken away from him because of the injury and that when he sees other guys take it for granted or us as a coaching staff see other guys not leave it out there we can point to Winston and say Winston how bad would you wish you could be out here you know going bone on bone and going and getting into you know physical play and so we're trying to find the the, the best positive we can with it but uh, I know one thing Winston and everybody's excited for him to be back
5: Mike Schwartz joining us, uh, Coach. You're you're known as a, a defensive coach and toughness, physical play. You hear a lot of you know this generation's players is different than a generation or two ago. So, how's the buy-in for that physical, that toughness, that non-stop, hundred percent effort that you're coaching? How's the buy-in from the team on that so far? Yeah,
4: you know, I love. I've loved it. I've loved it, and I give, uh, especially the returning guys. of as I've said that many times, yeah. the, the guys that came back from last year's team, and and then also the new guys. But they have bought in. Uh, there's nobody that is not trying to or feels like uh, you know this isn't a style that uh, you know that they want to be a part of in terms of the physicality, the competitiveness of practice, uh, because we do. We compete every day. Just about everything we do is a competition, and a lot of it it, it does get physical. But that being said. It's also very difficult to do it every possession, all practice, then come back and do it the next day. So we're learning as a team and that's 16 guys. It doesn't matter if you're a junior, senior or freshman learning to put it in the books every day and be consistent. And that's probably where the biggest challenges have been. It's not because of buy-in. It's because it's not easy to do it. And, and I know that, and and we talk about it openly. But in terms of wanting uh, to be that kind of program and bring that kind of effort every day, I feel very fortunate, and, and I'm really proud of the guys and the way they've bought in.
5: We mentioned uh, Winston Tabs. How's the team health-wise? Is everybody going right now? Anybody got banged up guys? It's
4: been, it's been a pretty banged up uh preseason, to be honest with you, Clip, I think, like you said, if you practice like that, yeah. and and I think you're going to have these, you're going to have some bumps and bruises, and which means a guy's going to miss a day or two of practice here, a day or two there. Uh, you know, we've had some things where guys miss a little bit more uh, extended time. You know, sometimes one guy, you know, we had one player miss two weeks. But knock on wood right now other than tabs everybody was in practice yesterday uh, but you know this is sports and this is sports and and really you can't let that stop how we compete every day everyone's got to be ready and and i hope when winston comes back we got a full roster of 16 guys ready to compete
5: coach uh, just real quick if we could do some some word association because we want to get to know these new guys so i'll i'll name a name and you kind of I don't know. Give us a, a quick scouting report if you don't mind. Uh, but Saxby, Saxby Sunderland, great name. Uh, how about the uh, the freshman guard? What's he doing out there?
4: Saxby is a high IQ basketball player. He really is, and and he is able to translate that to both ends of the floor because he really does know the basketball. He really knows how to play basketball. His he just gets himself in trouble when he tries to do too much. As all freshmen do, whether it's over dribble or get overly aggressive on defense. But when he stays within himself, Saxby is a very high IQ. Uh, I think he's a, I think he's a smart basketball player.
5: A lot of well, on that note, a lot of freshmen, uh, a lot of newcomers. So we have to be
4: patient, I guess. Turnovers, things like that. Yeah, you know, I think we're going to do our best to alleviate those, yeah. regardless. And, and I mean, you see, you see older teams turn the ball over, but. Under the the one thing that's the difference in college is just really valuing the basketball and what it means what one turnover means and you know turnovers are going to happen this is a game of mistakes it's not a perfect game on either end but there is has to be an understanding and value of the basketball and pos- and possession
5: how about the six nine forward ezra osar osar uh, Steven igo has been been on his hype train uh, preseason. So, how about Ezra? Said that might maybe a little raw, but a heck of a athletic player.
4: Very athletic, very explosive, very strong. And when he puts that together with a high motor, when I say motor, I mean consistent effort. He has been really good in practice, particularly on the glass. We had a uh, we had a short. Abbreviated inner squad. You know, we do it just about every day. And, you know, and he pulled down nine rebounds in a short time, just going in there and getting after it and being physical. Um, for his size, he does have pretty good ball skills. We've talked about it on this show before. Again, no different than Saxby, though. It's just understanding. Hey, when uh, the, the court closes up so much quicker in college, you can't. You're not going to get more than two dribbles in college. You're not going to be able to just think you can make multiple moves in college versus good defenses. So he's just learning that aspect of it. But uh, very, you talk about word association, explosive, powerful, and speed. You mentioned
5: motor, and it reminds me this time last year we were talking to an assistant coach, and he says, you know, Brandon Johnson. He said, I don't know what kind of player he's going to be, but right now he's diving on the floor for every ball hustle, effort, and we saw that translate to the court. And, and maybe hit a, a, a freshman wall like some tend to do, but man, that guy had a motor that wouldn't quit. Has that continued on? Have you seen that from Brandon? Absolutely. Yeah. I think
4: that the coaches last year hit it spot on, and, and we're very fortunate and excited that he's here. Um, and he's continuing to do that. He's had to improve his versatility. I think that will be a word that, if you wanna play this game of word association, like you said, versatility is gonna be very important for Brandon, that he can play both post spots, play the four and the five for us. Uh, he's rebounded the ball really well this preseason. And, uh, again, I think uh, we're going to count on him to be able to stretch the floor as a shooter as well.
5: Yeah, I was going to ask that. Who are the guys right now that you are, are counting on to be your, your shooters from outside? Who's, who's shooting?
4: Well, I think in the front court, Brandon is one of them. Uh, For sure. And then we're going to have to downsize. And we talked about this before. We're going to have to play RJ Felton at the four spot, some. We're going to have to play Ben Baella, the transfer from South Plains College, at the four spot. But whether they're on the wing or at the four, they're guys that can stretch the floor and shoot the ball from behind the arc. And then in the backcourt, it's primarily Javon. Caleb and Quentin DeBunjay. You know Caleb Acoundy. We had spoke about Javon Small and Quentin, the transfer from Tennessee. The three guys that have shot the ball uh, in the preseason so far.
5: RJ came in last year looking like a safety. He had a body that a lot of freshmen don't have. So how's he done uh, in the weight room and and of course on the court, going from freshman to sophomore?
4: Yeah, and and that's what we love about him. What you just said, and he's not afraid to use that physicality clip. He, uh, he he's on defense. Uh, offensively, whether it's offensive rebound or driving the basketball, uh, we're playing fast right now. And you know what? When you play fast early in the season, sometimes it can look chaotic. Huh. And what you hope is uh, as the season goes, things slow down for everybody. And when you start seeing the game slower, execution can get better. So, but RJ's a prime example for that. But uh, no, RJ's overall physicality and speed that he plays with is something that we really, uh, you know, we try and make practice harder than what we want the game to be so when they get to the game it slows down a little bit and i think rj is really bought into that if he gives it all
5: mike schwartz joining us coach you've got all these practice days you've got a, a, a non-conference slate and everything so you've got time to get these guys to gel together but we're not talking about a team that's been together for two three four years like you will see in the American. so what is the amount of time you need for a team to really feel that continuity? I mean, there's probably no perfect answer to that, right? But but is there enough time for you to do it, you know, before this season begins? Or is that a work in progress? I think
4: probably work in progress from yeah. that standpoint. But are we trying to accomplish it? Absolutely. I mean, I think without – I mean, we want it accomplished today. Yeah. And that's how we approach every day. And I've said this many times, you know, building that, building this program, building the chemistry just specifically to that – it's not going to happen overnight, but it's happening every single day. And that's what we're, that we're going to stay down that path every single day. You know, to, to to get experience, there's only one way to get it if you don't have it, and that's to get experience. <laughs> you got to go through it. And so every day we get a chance to go through a little bit more together as a team, and I hope we can build it sooner than later.
5: What are you doing as far as, I don't know, off-the-court team bonding stuff? How are you getting these guys together to make sure that even when they're off the court, the continuity is growing?
4: Well, we've done many team dinners. We've been out. We went paintballing this summer as yeah, a team, saw that. and the coaches went and did that too. Um, it was the best paintballer? Uh, he has got the best shot? I think. You know what? I think we. I think R.J. Felton was running around, sliding around. Looked like he is. He's, he's, he's had some. Uh, you know, experience with that. But, All right. Um, but uh, so that was really good. And you know we do a we do a team ice bath after every practice. The oh. last three practices, we're all 16 guys jam up in a little cold <laughs> jacuzzi, and we're all in there together. So, uh, coaches, we stand on the side and we talk to them while they're in there, but there we go. do go in there as a group and as a team.
5: Good way to get to know each other. The uh, the post practice ice bath. Talking to Mike <laughs> Schwartz today here on Pirate Radio Live. Uh, coach, thought of this one. You're uh, you just hit a bucket to go up two you're coming out of a timeout with five seconds left other teams got it at the other end of the court bringing it up so you're up two uh are you are you're up three i'm sorry you're up three are you fouling in that situation what is your philosophy there
4: clip are you trying to give away our our strategy Uh, just curious you don't have to answer i just my thing is we just hit the bucket to go up three let's call the game game over (laughs) stop the the count take the win right there uh you know what (laughs) I will tell you, I do have a philosophy. um, But until you get a chance to be in that situation and you... I learned this from Coach Barnes and because we were in that situation a lot. And Coach was a guy that would foul. And there was a few games at Tennessee where we had that lead. But our defense was playing so well, the momentum at that moment, that he said, we're just going to get a stop right now. And you know what? It worked every single time. So... Yeah, I do have a philosophy on what I think is best, but I also think, for example, if you're in that situation and you're playing a team that's an elite offensive rebounding team and they have been hurting you on the offensive glass yeah. of the game and you have a three-point lead and you feel like, well, with the versatility defensively that we have on the court, we can try and contest a shot or not let them get the shot they want versus... Hey, we're going to put them on the line, and they have been hurting us in that game on the offensive glass. So I think a lot of it you do have to be able to take into account time, score, yeah. and opponent.
5: Yeah, no, that's a great answer. And and we see it in the NFL, these first-year head coaches, and they're, they're struggling with – time at the end of games and things like that and it's hard to simulate a practice right i mean you got it you i'm sure you're thinking of every scenario every situation and then one will pop up in a game where you're like yeah did i think of this one so uh yeah you got to go on the fly right
4: you got and you do try what you just said is very true you do try we put scenarios together we play minute games in practice so some happen naturally and some okay hey 25 seconds left on the clock down X with the ball without the ball need a stop free throw line so you you try and paint as many as but again it, it experience only happens with experience, and that's for players and coaches.
5: Talking to Mike Schwartz here and uh, coach coming over from Tennessee. You know about big football environments. It's going to be a madhouse uh, in Knoxville this weekend with Alabama coming to town, and uh, going to be a great atmosphere here at dowdy Ficklin Stadium for ECU Memphis. How have you uh, enjoyed the Pirate football season, and how have you used that as a recruiting tool to to bring some guys to games here?
4: It's been awesome. Our, our game atmosphere is as good as there is. I mean, the, the student section uh, we brought in recruits to games. We've had official visits. We've had unofficial visits. I've had a chance to be in the stands. I've had a chance to be up in, in the town bank, uh, tower. So to to me, it's fantastic. I mean, I think we have everything that you could ever want from a home field advantage, and uh, honestly, I just it makes me that much more excited to see what we could make Minjies feel like because I know we could get that to be a great home court advantage as well.
5: Landed a big North Carolina commit, and I don't think you can talk about commitments, correct? But uh, you are uh, getting to know the state, the East, uh, very well. It sounds like so. How's that that part going? Getting to know these area coaches and, and things like that.
4: Yeah, I think it's really important. We talked about this uh, also so before on on, the, on your show is that it's really a big deal for us and our staff to recruit this state but to recruit this state it's going to start one area it's going to start in the eastern part of this state you know in, in eastern north carolina and fortunately i've had a chance to meet and know a lot of these coaches prior to arriving here and if i didn't when we got here in april we really made a point to go connect with them right away and that doesn't mean that every year we're going to be able to get every player. I, I wish it did. I mean, there's scholarship allocations that you have to go by. We don't have unlimited scholarships, obviously. There's a lot of things fit what we need. But that being said, we're always going to start in North Carolina, and it starts locally. Then we go region-wise, and then we go to the state. And we hope that we do have a, a strong connection with the high school coaches and club coaches and, and student-athletes in this state.
5: Tyler on YouTube says, get old and stay old. Good luck, Coach. And that is what you want to do. That becomes increasingly more difficult with the portal and things like that, right? So uh, every team is going through some newness, whether it be the transfer portal, guys in, guys out. So you're not alone in that regard, but uh, you, you hope that these guys will, will stick around, right? And let's try to build something two, three years from now.
4: I mean, the, the reality is, Clip. whenever you take on anything, and it doesn't matter what profession, doesn't anytime you take on a new role, You have to have a blueprint of what you'd like to see happen to paint success beyond tomorrow, Mm -hmm. beyond one season. And what you just said is what our blueprint or vision was to say, hey, we're going to bring guys in. And it's not going to just be this year. I mean, next year we, we have received a commitment from a high school senior and he's a high school senior now and he will be coming to campus next fall. But the point is, is that we do want to build this with guys that are in our program two, three, four years, and we get a chance to grow together and everything gets stronger. And one of the biggest reasons is that is we really believe in player development. It's some, it's, a, it's a part of our program. We really do have a great amount of confidence in and believe in. And again, that's what we'd like to see happen. We'd like to see a group of ECU Pirates that are here for three or four years together. And then you keep bringing in guys in behind them. And then those guys help. Uh, teach those guys the culture and, and stuff. So that's the route we went, and, and we hope we're successful with it. But if we have to make adjustments, clip, you know, we, we'll make the adjustments we need to make.
5: Once again, got to go on the fly sometimes. Mike Schwartz joining us, and Coach, you mentioned player development, getting better, staying here, and, and, and all that. We've had so many guys on the AAC All Freshman Team. And, you know, we would either see them leave or, or kind of plateau. I don't know. So uh, how do you challenge guys year to year? What have you done in the past? And, and what have you done for, you know, a Brandon Johnson and R.J. Felt to say, here's what you did last year. Here's what we want to see from you, you know, this year. How do you challenge those guys?
4: Well, you know, in the end of the day, the transfer portal and the way college athletics is right now makes it very, very, Unfortunately, it does make it very easy to leave and just go play somewhere else. I mean, you're one step away from free agency in terms of players leaving, playing right away. Now multiple players transfer twice. It doesn't matter. They still play right away. So that's a challenge. And we and now you throw NIL in there. So this is something, this is just the, what it is right yeah. now. So what do we do? Well, our whole thing is this. With For example, let's talk about Brandon. We spent a great amount of time with Brandon in trying to help him develop. And that's not just his access to the gym. Hey, come to the gym and shoot extra, you have access. We have one of the nicest practice facilities in the country. We love it, our players appreciate it. We love everything about it. We got what we need to get better. But you know what the players need to feel like? That there's a time investment from the coaches, from myself on down. Uh, and, And that's just the bottom line. So whether it's RJ Felton or Javon Small or Brandon Johnson, or whether it's the new guys that came in, freshmen or transfers, we spend a lot of time with them as a coaching staff outside of practice on the court. I mean, we were in there the other night as a coaching staff in there while our guys were shooting, and it was 8, 9, 10 at night, and we were in there with them just shooting. They were in there getting their shots up, but we're in there with them. So I, you know, I, will we have the NIL packages and all these things to say, hey, we're going to stay here for sure? We'll see where that leads. But I know if I'm a player and you have success here at ECU, And there's opportunities to leave. And you say, man, my coaching staff and my team, they really care and they spend time. We spend time together on the court to develop. And that's what I mean by player development outside of practice, that hopefully they won't want to go anywhere. And they'll want to build this and make something special here.
5: Mike Schwartz joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios coming over from a place like Tennessee and, and you get here to, to East Carolina. You, you talked about the practice facilities that we do have Coach. What, I mean, do you see anything we need here at East Carolina we don't currently have that you're going to try to push for in the next couple of years? What would any of those things be?
4: Okay, so just speaking totally transparent, if there were two things that ever could be put here that, that we don't have access to right now, it would be to have a film room and I would say Just about every team in this conference, or most, do have it. We don't have an area to watch film. We watch film in our locker room or on the court. Uh And, you know, so that would be something that, forget Tennessee and the SEC, there's conferences that are on the same – level with us and below us that a lot of teams have a designated film area preparation and film study and an opportunity to do that as a team is really important and then the ne- the, the next piece would be and again a lot would be a right now i think this athletic program we just got a, a new weight room yeah there's a new olympic weight room but up until that point there's one weight room that all the student athletes worked out in and one training room and so when we went in to go the other day to go uh going in the ice bath, there was other sports in there, so we waited, it, which is totally fine. That's normal. That's college athletics. But you talk about when you ask the question, just to answer your specifically, yeah. about what takes a program to the level where the men's basketball program, the women's basketball program has what some of the other programs have, it would be a weight room and a training room that is used amongst the court sports, maybe volleyball, men's basketball, women's basketball, the, the sports that are in Minji's And they work in the weight room and the training room in there and then, obviously, just for us specifically, would be the film room.
5: Mike Schwartz joining us. Coach, uh, I'm ready to go. My, uh, my my dad's ponied up again. I go to the games uh, with my pops. Uh, we'll be in Section 213 watching you this year. So uh, we'll be critiquing you and uh, and all your uh, your moves out there on the court. But we're excited. You haven't experienced it yet. I'm hoping uh, we can get a wild Menji's Coliseum going because it really is fun. It's my favorite sport at east carolina when you've got a packed house when everybody's in there it gets hot it gets loud and it's what college sports should be you know it's kind of a a lot of things are commercialized now and it's changed but some of those nights in Minji's, you kind of get that old that old school feeling and we hope to have some of those this no, year no
4: clip you couldn't have said it any better man i can tell i can tell by watching film seeing it i told you guys before i was in there when i was at tulsa i came yeah. in there and, and saw what Minji's felt like in there uh, but uh I would say November eighth, if we can get that place packed November eighth, and we can get the students out, I know we're gonna do everything we can, uh, you know to to make it a gold out type night in you know in, in the arena. But if we can get that feeling November eighth, and people realize that, hey, this is fun to be in here, and we got a chance to have one of the best home court advantages in the country, not just the American Conference, but in the country with the atmosphere we can get going in there and how loud it gets in there. Um, I think it could be a a very special time there like you talked about. And
5: it might sound corny. I think the fans have won a few games over the years or helped the Pirates win a few games. It makes a difference for the guys, doesn't it?
4: It makes a huge difference. And I've been a part of games, like you said, wherever I've been in my career where the fans no doubt pushed us over the top. And I've been on the road (laughs) and felt that feeling where the one reason they found a way to – win that game was their home court and their fans. Yeah. And we got a chance to have one of those here, and that's special.
5: Alright, well let's help the team win, folks. Let's get out there to Minji's Coach, uh, appreciate your time. Great chatting with you. We'll let you get back to work, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Thank Clip. You. Appreciate, appreciate it, man. man. Thank you. Alright, there is Mike Schwartz, head basketball coach of the Pirates. Season beginning coming up uh, in early November. Excited about that. We'll take a timeout. come back. Patrick Mason, Daily Reflector, joins us. We'll talk about his trip down to New Orleans and get you ready for ECU Memphis when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
1: Listening to hour two of Pirate Radio Live. This hour brought to you by Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington at WashingtonChryslerDodgeJeepRam.com. Now back to the show.
7: Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes for personal or business insurance questions call 756-8300 today now let's head back in to prl here's clip
5: all righty thanks shirley rhodes cj schaefer here as well and joining me inside the pirate radio studios very tall how tall of a man are you Patrick? uh six foot four. Six, four. he's a swimmer we've talked about that in the past he is patrick mason joining us patrick uh you survived your trip to spooky new orleans
9: i did How yeah. everything go down there it was good actually it was it was a lot of fun and no, nothing too spooky you know there was i guess a lot of like graveyard stuff which i think people get into and i saw a lot of that on the side of the road but i definitely did not walk through any all right good <laughs>
5: so you avoided all that uh the team though found some some voodoo yeah they definitely did Saturday. not avoid
9: some disasters um yeah they just they just didn't look right again um, you know Mike Houston said it was you know execution's got to be better, but they really just did not look right. It just seemed like everything was sticking offensively and they just couldn't get in a groove. Uh, we are
5: watching by the way right now, uh, supposed to be throwing out the first pitch in Atlanta in about five minutes, but there is a massive uh, rainstorm and it looks like it's going to continue for a little while and uh, hopefully they'll be able to get some baseball in later. This is good for the Braves. they stink during day games, if they could push this thing to a night game, I like our chances game two against the Philadelphia Phillies, also Dodgers and Padres coming up tonight, game two of that series Uh, Patrick, I want to get this out of the way real quick So uh, Thursday night, awful awful matchup uh, between the Commanders and the Bears on Thursday night football, Amazon Prime so I guess I'm going to watch it, I have to and I thought, hey, let's have some fun. Let's, let's watch it here. We'll do a watch along. Maybe give away some 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 prizes, things like that. Eat a, eat some some good food. And I thought, hey, I know a Bears fan, <laughs> Patrick uh, Mason. I've been trying to, you know, hang out with Patrick after hours, and you know, maybe maybe become friends, uh, compadres, associates, <laughs> bros, pals. Um. So I, I I don't like to do this because. I don't like rejection. <laughs> and it's tough to put yourself out there, you know? It and is. to be the one to make the first move. I like usually for the other party to make the first move. Yeah, sit back and you, know, you know, let it come to you. Right? Uh but you, I said, "You know what? I'm going to do it." Um because I feel like we're at the point in our relationship now where I could ask a question like this and <laughs> get the desired response. So I said, uh, Patrick, do you have any interest in watching Commanders Bears Thursday night at Pirate Radio? You know, we'd stream it, get some free grub, have a good time. It'll be fun. Let me know if you're interested. If not, no biggie. <laughs> <laughs> gotta gotta throw that in there too. <laughs> hey, if, if not, not, if well, it's no big okay. deal, if no not. big deal. So Patrick uh, hits me up six. I'm six and six and a half hours later, so really <laughs> kind of left me on red there for a while, and you know, um, is he going to say yes, no, check yes or no, what's he going to say? And he hits me back with one of the all-time excuses. <laughs> Maybe the best excuse I've ever heard in my life. Never heard this one before. He said, man, I got the start of our rec league kickball game that day. <laughs> that sounds incredible though all right let's hit it line by line here the start of your rec league kickball game so you're gonna miss your team's game due to kickball anyway yeah
9: and i was upset about that when the schedule came out when did you get the schedule Last week, when did you join this league? <laughs> a couple weeks before that, <laughs> kind of fly by night operation. Here is this, uh, like Rocky Mount City League? Yeah, football? all right. So, here I came prepared. This is probably gonna only play on the live stream, but I gotta show you something. I came, came prepared here. Right. <laughs> oh no, what is this? I brought the threats. <laughs> Rocky Mount,
5: look, he even went out and got a fake t shirt to threats. keep the bit going. Rocky Mount. Adult League Kickball it's, it's 2022. Nice, right? Look
9: at this. You know, it works out. It's, it's like athletic. I got, I got a gear. number and everything. He's number nine. Yeah. What's the? Did you get to pick your number? No, I did not.
8: Oh. <laughs> number there's just nine? Like,
9: there's just a pile of extra large shirts, and I happened to get the one with number nine on okay. the back. I was Do you know ask you? if there
8: was a significance to <laughs> the line. Do
9: you know anybody else in the league? Yeah, I, a couple friends. Um, so it's like a, a co-ed league, and really the issue is trying to find enough like girls to play because you got to kind of balance the lineup and stuff. But... You know, it's, it sounds interesting. I mean, kickball, it's not something you do. It's, Is you this know, outdoor pass, like, or indoor? Outdoor. All right. So it could be a little chilly. But, yeah, it's not something you do past, like, third grade. So. Yeah, yeah. I figured I had to wear the new threads and, you know.
5: All right. So you've ready. got a kickball game. This will be week one, game one?
9: Yeah. Okay. So it'll. Uh, but your second line, that sounds incredible, though. It does, Okay. Do you ever have the thing where like you have nothing going on for weeks, and then all of a sudden, like the one day you got like three things. To do, ah, yeah. And it's Hate like, that. it's for some reason you're like, you know. Overloaded. You've been sitting around for months waiting for an invite to yeah. something, and now you're getting multiple right. invites. Yeah. yeah. I was sitting there saying, man, I wish Clip would just approach me with some a really awesome thing to do. And, <laughs> and you know, now it comes right on day one a kickball. Man. You know? so, so I had to like uh, flip a coin and see which one you know. All right. Well. They need me out there roaming the. I guess what, what position are you playing? Probably like shortstop. Okay. Ooh. Just somewhere. I don't, well, I don't know. Like you guys got to catch the ball. So, <laughs> How's your leg? It's good. All right. Have you practiced? Are you taking any uh, practice cuts? No, actually, we went out er- earlier in the week and we kicked a little bit. I was kicking everything off the side of my foot, so not a good start. But.
5: Feels like a torn hammy
9: waiting to happen. Yeah. It's... But you're. Are you in pretty good shape? Do you yeah. go to the the gime? <laughs> the j-i-m um sometimes i'm act- i've actually been kind of lazy with it lately but i don't know i get in the groove here and there you know yeah like if you take I mean, a week i'll probably watch the
5: simpsons homer walked past the gym and it said g-y-m and he said Gime, <laughs> and then he saw all the uh athletic workout equipment in there and he said oh a gime." It's <laughs> a good simpsons joke all right patrick mason's here thanks for joining us today by the way yeah absolutely in your uniform ready to go for kickball we can go practice out back um all right well i guess it's um i'm gonna need to see i don't know can you take video footage of this will there be documents in the newspaper I still want to make sure you're not making this up.
9: I mean, you've gone a I, long I, way I did, I did. I did. I've, I've spent that... a lot on this this bit, you know. <laughs> I went all in. I even scheduled a, you know, a whole kickball league around this. So I hope other people show up at this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. What time's your game? Eight o'clock. So like prime. So there's like, I guess, four time slots. Six, seven, and or would that be three time slots? So six through eight, and of course we get the eight o'clock one.
5: This could not have gone worse for me. But uh, (laughs) the good news is I don't have to be here and watch the game. So there's the positive of it. Yell at your TV in private. There you go. All right, Patrick Mason's here. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk pirate football when we return. Uh, What's the best excuse you've heard (laughs) or used to get out of something you didn't want to do? There's a good uh, talking point for today. People can rent this shirt out. I thought you would say, like, Arthur had a vet appointment. Or... <laughs> Arthur needs a bath. Your girlfriend. It's her birthday.
9: I'll, I'll keep those in mind, though. I'm glad they worked no, you. No, yeah, you got to go extravagant <laughs> those are like now. Clip approved. Kickball you know. league. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> I've got a Pinewood Derby race. I just made a car uh, for adult Boy Scouts. There you go. Uh, yeah. You got any good excuses I can use? Let me know. Uh, Because this kickball, and I'm definitely using to get out of like a uh, wedding or something I got to do. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. More to go. P-Mace back with you after this.
1: listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour brought to you by washington chrysler dodge jeep ram drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to washington chrysler dodge jeep ram on highway 264 in washington at washington chrysler dodge jeep now back to the show
7: welcome back country mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Both Country Mart locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving Shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas, which is the best for boat owners. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip.
5: Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Patrick, D, are you familiar with Fred McGriff? Uh Uh-huh, the Crime Dog. Yep, the Crime Dog. Just wondering.
9: Awesome nickname.
5: Chandler Honeycutt is back with us. Hello, man of Chan. Hello there, Clipper. Hello, P-Mace. Glad
6: to see you uh, back safe and sound from NOLA. Yep, that's
5: right. You're a
6: big Patrick
5: fan, huh? He's a smart guy. because you know
6: why? I'm a Patrick guy. You might think I'm not a sports guy, (laughs) but I'd be damned if I ain't a Patrick
5: Mason guy. All right. Are you a Penny Hardaway guy? Yes. He signed a contract extension with Memphis through the 2027-28 season. He'll be here a while. So he's in it for the long haul.
6: All right. Or they. Uh, What's the update on old Larry Brown?
5: LB. What about Rasheed Wallace? Rasheed is somewhere else.
9: That is some
5: coaching staff, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. See. And the, the, before that, uh,
6: Miller? Was Mike Miller? Mike Miller. Mike Miller was on staff. So he was just getting all
9: his former coaches and teammates. Where is Sheed? He went somewhere, I thought. To his couch, maybe? Uh, Well,
6: they came to to town last year, and what a doozy of a game that was. Pirates beat the Tigers. Was excited to, obviously, Penny Hardaway, Larry Brown, but Rasheed Wallace was supposed to be in town, and he never showed up.
5: Well, he, (laughs) according to Wikipedia on january 13th 2022 it was announced wallace would not serve as an in-person role with the <laughs> memphis tigers but would finish the season working
9: remotely can you imagine just like shooting hoops in the gym and like rashid's on the jumbotron from his couch <laughs> zooming in <laughs> zooming
5: yeah like working remotely as a basketball coach <laughs> she'd really phoned that one in yeah he did uh, almost literally <laughs> there with the memphis tigers all right patrick why did we stink on saturday We being ECU football.
9: Well, honestly, none of the phases played well at all. Special teams had another some more breakdowns in the blocking, kicking game. Defense gave up a lot of points. I mean, a lot of big yards. Sorry, and uh, offense just never, never found a groove. They never got going. It seemed like they just they couldn't unstick themselves. Offense had some good drives though. It seemed like, especially on that drive where we ended with
6: a touchdown, um, but there was an illegal man downfield. You had the the good drive where it ended in a Holton-Naylor's interception. So there was some promise there. But, I mean, execution is a key word in the postgame. And uh, what we heard yesterday from Mike Houston, and we just didn't execute. That's what it comes down to.
5: Charlie, do you have the clip of me and Chandler and Billy yelling the other night? Mostly me yelling, but from the fifth quarter. There's a line in there I want to play. You don't have to play the whole thing. When I hear the line, I'll tell you to stop. But do you have that? it was uh from the fifth quarter special teams discussion something like
7: that oh okay give me like two seconds i think i have it for you
5: all right one two here it goes metaphorically oh okay (laughs) uh because there was a photo taken yesterday which chandler actually uh put me on to uh taking by our jenny shelton i believe yes out at practice yes and it reminded me of something we talked about on the fifth quarter the other night So uh, we'll have that here in a moment. Um, Special teams, breakdown. Do you know the... We'll talk about it with Igo. How many kickers are on the roster? There's like what? Three, four? Steven is holding up the number four. Four. How many are like available on a game day? Three. How many were available last weekend at Tulane? I just just wonder... He doesn't know.
9: I just wonder if this is a... Does this tell you more about what the kicking depth is? It's got to. Then, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I think that it says a lot about what's what's behind. If they don't trust
5: somebody to, right. uh, if they don't trust another kicker to go in and make it. All right. So here is uh, the discussion the other night on the fifth quarter.
2: Yeah, and you know what? The, the, one of the big problems is you don't have a special teams coordinator. That's just a special teams coordinator. You've got a coach that's also a defense. Uh, what Doust is Tim like? Doust. Uh, Tim Doust is he's the special teams coordinator. He's also their DNs, their DNs, D-Ns D-Line. and D line. I think yeah. I think he's got three different titles. Let me tell you something. Uh, and and Chandler, you know this as a specialist too. How much time in practice do <laughs> yes, coaches absolutely. spend with specialists if they're not specifically a special teams coach?
6: Well, I actually saw somebody uh, watching the game today at a at a restaurant and said, "Well, we have a special teams coach. What, what, what's he doing with it?" And I I'm like you, Billy. I don't think they're paying too much no. attention of how a holder holds the ball or how the kicker kicks the ball. Well, you, you, Especially yeah. when they have
5: terrible coaches. That's ridiculous.
6: And that's the facts. But Those when you facts. have a coach when that a has, coach, has that's, other that's responsibilities right. other than a special teams coach. The so last, they're not seeing what's happening? The last no, thing they're thinking about is how
5: a holder holds the ball. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's how it is. It is. It can't be. Mike Houston has talked about this. State has a tight end special teams coordinator. We're not the only school in the country well, no, no, that nobody, has a split nobody, coach.
2: nobody said that we weren't the only team in the country. Most teams, because you've only
5: got 10 assistants. So coaches, you think you got, the problem is they're just not even worri- like, practice no, worried no, about No, it.
2: nobody said that. Come on, Clip. No, that's not, not what They're not paying as much of attention as they should be because their first priorities are their positions. And let me tell you what, special teams is all the way down at the bottom of the list. It is always has been all the right. problem, but when it becomes a problem, you've got to when move they're practicing. Them when clip, it becomes when a when the problem, right, it
8: became
6: a problem. We won. Right, they when they're to practicing, it up on the priority list. That's kickers and holders about. and snappers are over there doing their, thing. doing their thing. Do you think Tim Douse is over there yeah. eyeing them down? No. I think
5: after six right, straight weeks it, of this, they Yeah. a What is your point here? What is your point here? My point is, what you is
6: said, here? do
5: you think Tim Doust is over there eyeing them down? A uh, picture was taken.
9: <laughs> Describe that picture, Patrick. <laughs> oh,
6: he's over there now. There's an issue. Patrick, there's descri-
3: an issue. Describe
5: this
9: picture. Yeah, it looks like he's eyeing him down.
3: <laughs> he is.
5: He's almost standing he's on top of the to holder. Oh, there's an issue now. I feel like there's, I have... uh, he's eyeing them down now. Wait, was there an issue week five? Week five? How about week four? What? Yes. How about week three? How about week two? How about week one? You think this is the first week he's been over there? No. (laughs) Look, let me tell you something,
6: Clip. Let me tell you something. What I mean is his soul, he's not solely over there, and when he goes out to the practice field, his number one priority on his list of things to do is to go over there and teach them and hold their hand for a snapper and a holder and a kicker he's over there looking at him looking at that picture do you even notice anybody in that picture
5: what does that mean is who's holding the football i don't know who you who is that i don't know it looks like tyler sneed it's, i don't know uh i go, I go says i go, what does he say like sign language here? oh brock Spaulding. brock <laughs> Spaulding is holding that's why it looks like tyler sneed uh so brock and who's kicking hell if i know 95 but it's it's, it's not it, you're our special teams guy you know everything you know how much they coach you know what they do you don't know you don't know anything about this picture you know 10, they're different guys they're different guys out there i go who's kicking this football 85 95 Andrew conrad. Andrew conrad conrad is that the guy joe and greensboro called in about yes the other day? yes this guy is amazing he's amazing 50 yards. never yarder. missed the bang game i got mean, like,
9: to sat through first take firsthand.
5: I don't I don't necessarily have a... Hold on, Skip. Hold
6: on, Skip. Hold on, Skip. Hold on, Skip. Hold on, Skip. It's my turn. No, he,
5: he, he, is, he is <laughs> trash. <That> was,
8: <laughs> my point
6: Skip, is... Skip, man. Skip,
8: we talking about goat daffer?
5: <laughs> my point
6: is... But now look, he's not I- completely ignoring what's going on. He's not over there coaching him up. Tim Douse doesn't know anything about snapping. What no. you think he don't Boom.
1: <laughs> or holding we need to get
6: that, that is what practice. I'm told No no I do I do Do you get what I'm saying no, I do, not- no. but it sounded awesome yeah. when you said it No and don't put don't paint that picture <laughs> Hey flip paint- that No hey quotes that That is that is out of context <laughs> that
9: is Are you really out time? of context for true
6: Do you really think he is a long snapping expert or a
5: holding expert or a kicking expert I can tell none nobody on this staff is that's apparent. <laughs> Ooh.
9: I mean, what? Am I, that's, I'm not joking. I don't they think tell anyone you, knows a lot about you, special teams Like I said, in I've said it before. What? I said, I don't think anyone knows a lot about special teams in general. I know. And Chandler's point is you go to these camps, you go to these
5: clinics, you show up ready to go day one. I believe that to be true. I also believe if you have errors, mistakes every single week, and I agree it with better that, better be a damn priority. And I agree with that. I want to shake your hand.
6: I I, I, <laughs> th- th- I agree with that. I agree I with like that. I, I agree that when there's an issue, which there is right now, Get with issue. Carolina football, and people go, "Oh, there's an issue with blocking," or or you know this and that. No, there is a disconnect. And the operation of snapping the football, holding the football, and then lastly, kicking the football. There's some kind of disconnect. So three. there needs to be attention paid to and, guess what? and paid for now. And guess what, folks? Tim Dowst and I said it the other day, Tim Douse is not over there. He's over there. He's, he's over, there. over there, and he's eyeing him down. He's saying, and guess what? It's, it's a guy that has not even held the ball all year. It's Brock Spalding. So maybe we'll have another holder. Maybe we'll have another
9: kicker. Who knows? Whew. Patrick, your thoughts. <laughs> Take it away. That that was that was some passionate defense there for some special teams. Yeah, uh, you got, uh, I don't think we accomplished anything. No, it was a lot of yelling.
10: A lot of, <laughs> yeah, yeah
9: that's, I mean, I'm all sweaty over here now. I mean, that was a whole thing. I am, a too. Whole thing. Well... Ooh. And it seems like we have gotten very... uh,
6: When we bring up special teams the past couple of weeks, maybe the past week, it's gotten
5: heated. It's tearing us apart. It's It's tearing the Pirate Nation apart. It's tearing this show apart. It's tearing our friendship apart. You think it's because...
9: I like when you think of special teams, it should just be automatic. Like you shouldn't yes. have to. Put we any, about it yesterday. To put in any sort of thought. Score a right? touchdown, go right. to the turlet, yep. and take a whiz. You come back, seven zero. Yeah, you know? seven points.
5: Yeah. But no, we have to. After we score a touchdown, grab our rabbit's foot and do our
9: get, get our half like hoo. No. You know? Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's frustrating, man. I'm glad you have a rabbit foot though on hand. I don't. I wish. (laughs) But according to the depth chart, Owen Daffer
6: is still going to be number one. Yeah, is that been established? Yeah, he's up top.
5: All right. So, I guess if we got uh, if if we've got four kickers, according to practice photos, other guys are getting in work, and Tim Douse is overseeing. And
6: Mike Houston has said it's a it's a competition
5: week in and week out. I'm
6: sure, and it looks like the competition is going to Owen Daffer every single
5: week. I'm not going to make a joke. I'm just going to say... No, do it. Do it. Do it. Is it clean? Do it. Yeah, it's clean. I was going to say the competition is like Daffer goes 4 of 10 from field goals during the week and the other kickers go like 1 of 10 and 2 of (laughs) 10. That wasn't a funny joke. See, I told you. I shouldn't have made that that joke. I, I chuckled a little bit just to make you feel better. Thank you. You didn't. All right, good segment,
9: Patrick. Thanks for being here. Yeah, I'm glad I could mediate that that uh, cathartic uh, segment.
6: It was like Biden and Trump back and forth. And then y'all shook hands in front of me. I'm like, all right.
5: <laughs> Had a good so, handshake. Yeah. Good hearty handshake. All right, Patrick, we'll uh, talk to you Saturday before ECU Memphis. Any thoughts on that game before you get out of here?
9: Um, yeah, ECU needs to win. I mean, this is, a, this is like the game. You got to win. It starts getting pretty hairy out there after this. Um And, yeah, I hope you guys can bring the same energy to my kickball game tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Where is the kickball game? The city on the rise, Rocky Mount. It's at center of it all, baby. <laughs> you know, you know. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Rocky Mount Memorial Stadium. <laughs> yeah, something. There can be some memories. Where are you in the lineup? I'm not sure yet. Who's the coach of this outfit? Uh My friend Chris. All right. Yeah, he's got a... Real good kickball mind. <laughs> I, I miss the old kickball days
5: back in elementary <laughs> That's school. That's what I'm saying. I'm,
9: it's going to be fun.
5: How's your kicking game for your team? Because that is, I would say, pretty crucial for a kickball team. It is pretty crucial. You know,
9: I think it's important to get the ball on the ground. Because you can't really throw people out with a kick. I mean, it's difficult. You know what I'm saying? True. Like, I, well, I don't people, be out there bunting. Oh, no. Right. I mean, you know me. There's no bunting allowed. you gotta, you, really, you got to kick.
5: All right. Well, go for it. Good luck. Appreciate and, uh, it. don't get hurt out there. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Steven Igloo, Hoist the Colors, joins us next. We will talk more pirate football. We'll get his thoughts on the special teams debacle and a lot more when we return on Pirate Radio Live. I'm going to cut the air on, and we'll be back after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show.
7: Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with Kinetic Physical Therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, then Kinetic Physical Therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit KineticPTGreenville.com for more information. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. We got to
5: we gotta, we gotta <laughs> talk about something different, man. We can't keep talking about this.
7: I've got, some, talk about I got something different. The kicks.
5: What, Charlie? What do you got?
7: Uh, the latest check on Game 2 between the Phillies and the Braves is approximately 7.30 or 7.45 start time. Yes, yes AJ's,
5: baby. Love it. Night game. We stink uh, during day games. Let's get that baby at night. Gosh. And let's win a game. So, baseball, football, and hockey at AJ McMurphy's tonight, 8 o'clock. Mm. Steve and I go hoist the colors joining us. Hello, steve Hi, hey, guys. <laughs> Oh, we should do it live and remember every single line yeah I should Steven give us the the temperament Uh, talk a little bit about for sure in In terms terms of of the Mariners and you're happy that they beat the Blue Jays in two games but in terms of losing game one to Houston in the form and fashion that they lost game one a little bit for sure uh, that is, the, that is the most physically sick I've felt
11: after a sports event since probably the Broncos lost in the playoffs to the Indianapolis Colts with Peyton Manning when they had Andrew Luck. In just a miserable game. John Fox got fired. The next year they won the Super Bowl,
5: um, or Super Bowl Forty Eight. Which that that was more no. of like an
11: embarrassment.
5: I I thought at first you might say that game, but that it's was different. such a blowout. Yeah. That, yeah, I accepted it by the second quarter. Yeah, this one to
11: to be on the precipice of beating the team I hate the most. They're still cheaters, by the way. No matter what they say, what they do, they will always be cheaters. Sorry to the Astros fans that are listening, Steve Rockefort. Sorry, Steve Rockefort. I was I was ready to text him as well. Did not end up texting him. Um, just to dominate Justin Verlander to get a huge lead in a ballpark we've always struggled in. To line it up perfectly, you get a big <clears throat> league. You go to your best relievers. You do everything you need to do to win the game, and they still beat you in the end. Is what it makes it most frustrating, and you know to. to Losing a walk-off home run is one thing, but to lose a little walk-off home run when you're down or when you're up by two runs, I mean, that is just gut-wrenching. But Did the, they bring in Robbie Ray? Yeah, but... He's a starter, right? He's a starter, but it should have never got to that point. Yeah, they brought in Munoz with a 7-3 lead. He's throwing 103 miles an hour with a 91-mile-per-hour slider, and, and they just hit him, man. They scored two off him. I think Bregman hit a two-run homer after Navarrez double. But then the bottom of the ninth... it's 8-9-1 so you know Altuve is going to hit and in the back of my mind I'm like we got to get these first two outs because you don't want Altuve, Peña, Alvarez to come up I mean their lineup is just ridiculous first guy get him out second guy nine hole hitter, pinch hitter, I think he's a rookie and he worked a 3-2 count and they walked him I knew at that point they were in trouble got Altuve out and then Peña singled on a a 1-2 breaking ball and as soon as Alvarez got up, I was like, this guy's the best hitter in the game, not name Aaron Judge. We're in trouble. And in that joke of a ballpark, anything can happen. Um, it would have left all 30 ballparks, but
5: uh, <clears throat> I can't stand playing at Minute Maid. Enron.
11: What? Enron
5: Park? Enron Field. Is that what it's called? It used to be. Chandler, I've had headaches the last two nights when I've got home. I've immediately gone to the uh, shelter for Mother's Little Helper as Rolling Stones once said, mm-hmm. and got some meds. And I'm like, what's going on with these headaches? And I'm feeling it again. I think it's all the screaming we do about special teams. I just realized that. I, I actually, I
6: think I have a little headache working up right now. Jeez, Louis! I'm
5: trying to, uh, you know, just trying to calm down a little it's bit. It's like bumping. Uh, we got the <clears throat> the calm, soothing tones of Igo. Hopefully that helps That's out. That's helping out a little bit. Yeah. For sure, in terms of helping out a uh, migraine yeah, a little bit. I had a headache. Last night after that game,
6: I right, go. What do you, uh, turkey got cooked couch. up for
5: game two? What do you, turkey got cooked up? <laughs> they got Luis Castillo, and the, the only he was d- awesome against the
11: Jays. I mean, that's the sad thing is you win that game, then you got Luis Castillo mm. going game two, then you go home.
5: You didn't even mention that you crapped on Verlander and missed an opportunity. I did mention that. Oh, I You just it. had a
11: headache, so you weren't listening. Sorry. Uh, but no, man, it's just. Lined up perfectly, and yet here we are down. Oh, I'm I'm kind of glad they have today off because I don't think they could have came back. And why well, why do they have a day off? I don't know.
5: I don't like it. I, they should have MLB does some stupid crap. I had a good format, and now I can't remember it. Why I not, guess it was to start. Why not just start one division series on one? Start day Start NL yesterday, and then start AL today, and then
11: then the travel days would always be staggered.
5: Yeah instead
11: now it's just random days off and now if if seattle series goes game five i don't know about the rest of the series but if seattle goes game five let's see it's tuesday they play wednesday off thursday they play friday off and then it would be saturday sunday monday on a row Uh with the travel day back to houston without a day off which is just I i don't really understand the scheduling but to be honest, I think the Mariners are going to get swept now. The only shot they have is if Castillo pitches a gym and they somehow scratch out a win tomorrow. And if they can do that going back home, then that changes the complexion of the series.
5: Cool to see. I remember when um, Acuna hit a <clears throat> grand slam off Walker Bueller uh, years ago when they played the Dodgers. And you got this uh, hot shot rookie hitting in the playoffs, and it's an awesome feeling. And. How About Julio, what he's, he's doing this postseason, it, man. Yeah,
11: two run triple, uh, or triple <laughs> two run double off Verlander. Plays the game with such emotion, like he's just he's the heartbeat of that team. Big dumper getting a lot of big uh, dumper. Yeah, pops. what a nickname, by the yeah. way. Um, so yeah, I mean maybe they're young enough to where they're just like resilient and kind of bounce back from it. Don't know any better. Like I saw there was a soundbite of uh, Jared Kelnick where he was just like, "Man, we're not tripping it's baseball. <laughs> we ain't tripping." So... <laughs> Every every Mariners fan is latching onto that
5: as hope. All right, these people listening want us to talk about pirate football, I'm assuming. So I heard y'all talking about special teams.
11: Should we continue that conversation?
5: You can give your thoughts on it. What's going I mean, on? Just think How do we fix it? What are we doing?
11: Um, I mean, here's the thing with the holding situation. Is Brock Spalding's been practicing holding since the preseason, so that's nothing really new. Maybe they're just trying something else. I mean technically him and conrad are the backup so i just think it was the number twos working yeah and until they make a personnel change we have to assume that owen daffer is the only legitimate option although based on the way the ball was coming off andrew conrad's foot today you just at some point you just have to change it to see if it works because what they're trying
5: now isn't working you would
11: think so but if if not, then.
5: And Mike Houston always points out that it's not always on Daffer. Well, if that's the yeah. case, who's it on, and how do we fix it? I think it's the the whole. I mean, I would change everything to be honest. I mean, <laughs> a whole <coughs> overhaul. Just a whole, I would just play the second team unit. Well, there's only one special teams guy at this table. You get the final say. What should we do, Chandler?
6: You gotta do something different. I mean, and I mean, I don't know. If there's competition, obviously, at Kicker, it looks like there's a competition at Holder now. If there's no changes being made during this travesty that we're seeing the past three or four weeks, five weeks.
11: Me and Troy were talking in the lobby, and we're like, man, just make a change to make
5: one. If it, yes. doesn't,
11: if it doesn't work, then it's like, all right, we tried something else. It didn't work. Now what? I mean, and when, not that Mike
5: Houston should care about what the fans right. say. Uh, when it comes to coaching his team, but it would certainly get some people off their backs if they do make a change, and if it doesn't work... Then people can just be like, all right, we just just need to recruit a kicker. Well, you gave it a shot, doesn't work, we'll figure it out next year. Uh, I go... I, I think the... The reason I was disappointed, I think a lot of the callers after the game, we looked like on Saturday a team that was in year one or two of Mike Houston and you're one of two or two of Holt nailers and you're one or two of Xavier Smith like these guys yeah. making mistakes that we're not accustomed to seeing and I think that was the frustrating part that was a game where all right you're playing against one of your peers a good football team and you yourself consider yourself to be a good football team let's show up let's uh let's let's win this game and they and at twenty four to nine, but they made so many mistakes. They could have been right there in the game. I mean, we talked oh, yeah. about it a lot this week, uh, going over some of the, the the scenarios. But just looked uh I don't know, man. Looked like a team it looked like he took a huge step back to me.
11: Well they were never like physically overwhelmed, which is like that would have been like year one, year two yeah. of Mike Houston, Scotty Montgomery whatever like just mistakes honestly and you know they got beat on some some past plays where Tulane just made some great plays and Pratt made some great throws but it's just you just can't make those mistakes and like you said it's uncharacteristic of a coach Houston team you know that as far as the penalties you know unfortunately we've seen Holton make that one big mistake now and and several of the team's losses it's all that was a weird looking swing from Freddie Freeman Doink. as we watch these random highlights but uh you know, you can almost point back to every loss in a close game over the past season and a half, and point to the the player too that Holton, if he makes a different play, it's easy to say with the quarterback, you know, he's not the only one out there making mistakes. But you know, that's kind of been the the defining moment in many of those games, and in games they win, he doesn't make that mistake. And so, offensively, though, it's just it's frustrating. You know, of course, Tulane has a lot to do with it, but at some point. ECU's got to get over the fact that okay, you're playing a good defense. Go out and you take it to that good defense. I mean, if you want to become a good football team or an above-average football team, you got to start beating those good defenses. Tulane played coverage the entire game. They didn't blitz
5: a single time. I saw you tweet about this. So what what numbers are these? uh, Pro football focus. Pro football focus. Okay. I mean, so they basically rush four, rush
11: three, and just dropped everybody in the coverage the entire game, and you know. It's, when you do that and that's what they were showing against Houston you know notice the same thing Houston had to be very patient run the ball take the short throws and EC would do that and then the one time they got down the field Holton through the you know tried to kind of go for it all you know he hit one to Cj earlier in the game thought he could do it again from a little further out with hatfield when in reality you know you just take the check down there if you're not 100
5: percent sure about it and move on stephen i got hoist the colors what time you got to leave 530. All right, we need to take a break. We'll come back. We'll make some picks and uh, talk Pirates and Memphis Tigers when we return. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live. We got more to go after this.
1: Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates, and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
7: Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All
5: right, back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Coordinators Wednesday. Igo is gonna head out of here in a few minutes and go talk to Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, and Blake Carroll. We'll have those videos for you out. On our social media accounts coming up tonight, and the audio version of that on Thursday. Uh, coming up on Thursday at AJ McMurphy's, beginning at five thirty. Watch these highlights. Uh, at AJ McMurphy's PBR Pirates and Puppies Jr. Puppies, ten dollar donation or more gets you a PBR shirt. Awesome looking shirt and uh, the money raise goes to the humane society of eastern north carolina so head on out uh thursday beginning at five thirty at aj's if you uh give a donation of ten dollars or more you can get one of these cool pbr shirts and also uh, make a donation to the humane society of eastern nc all right let's make some picks and then we'll uh y'all got something you got?
7: that's also our booty bag prize for this hour
5: uh ten dollar gift card to, to aj's, AJ's yes. yep and we'll do that at the end of this segment uh and i go might dance uh, maybe maybe not we'll see uh it's not my contract oh crap i forgot to do the games but i do have our record Stephen. i feel like you win this every year do you feel that way too yeah the past couple years i believe so i feel like that's the case well guess what buddy i got you by a game nothing to write home about because i'm 14 and 15 and you're 13 and 16 so you know, we're much like the pirates underperforming right now but we still
11: got half a season to go and all we got to do is make some adjustments
5: good way to look at it steven uh, our first game will be ecu minus five against memphis first of all i go what do you think about that line
11: not entirely surprising. I mean, I think Memphis is a quality team. I think ECU is the more complete team. Memphis has struggled defensively in a number of games, especially past defense. I think if ECU goes out and they attack the way they can, kind of neutralize the Memphis defensive front, I think they can score some points. And I think ECU You know, Seth Hennigan's a problem at quarterback, but this is a a winnable game if the Pirates play well. The one thing that Memphis has done well is they've taken the ball away and they have protected. They're third in the country in turnover margin, and so the Pirates can't lose that battle much like they did against Tulane. Uh, I think it's a pretty evenly matched game, but I do think ECU has the edge playing at home, and so I I do kind of like that line. Am I picking it?
5: Uh, Yeah. Uh, I'll go ECU by touchdown. I'm thinking the same thing. I I thought... The line might be better at three, three and a half, right. but five. I could give me. Uh, I'll take the pirates as well. All right. right, I'm um, Seeing if there's an AAC game we can play this week, and there's not. Navy SMU. You want to do that of one? One?
11: Interesting. All right. All the right. The fact down. that Navy continues to get disrespected on these gigantic lines. Twelve and a half. Is that what it is? Yeah. I could have sworn I saw it at, like, 20
5: somewhere, but maybe I misread it. No, I just looked at it, I thought. Oh. Uh, SMU coming, uh, they look pretty bad against UCF last week. 12-and-a-half, is that line more fair than your 20? Yeah, 12-and-a-half
11: yeah, <laughs> makes a lot more sense. I mean, 20, I was going to hammer Navy. 12-and-a-half. Um, SMU, really, Navy, his, Navy's run defense is, like, the first second best in the country but uh
5: you know give me navy here they're trending upwards i think this is a dog fight i'm also taking navy michigan is a seven point home favorite against penn state i could see michigan rolling up a lot of points but i'm gonna take penn state i'm gonna say james franklin i can keep him in the game here give me me penn state
11: i haven't paid attention to either of these two teams at all this year um to be quite frank, so I have no idea what to pick. I I guess I'll go Michigan, because people have been saying they've taken advantage of a week's schedule, and
5: if so, they I guess i will have all this time to prepare for Penn State. Alabama on the road at Tennessee. People are fired up about this one, I go 3.30. We'll be watching this one coming up uh, during the Bud Light pregame tailgate. I'm going to take the Tide on the road, minus seven.
11: Alabama all day. This is where this is where it comes to uh you know, they're coming off close win. Everybody's b- on the Tennessee train.
5: Things have changed a bit though, I go. They don't just roll the ball out and Alabama wins by forty. We have yeah. seen them play some close road games. You're right.
11: But this is it this changes. Is, yeah.
5: yeah. This is like they're actually gonna be interested in right. this game. All right. Chandler is all over the balls. And finally, uh, I go hopefully you haven't seen it. When's the last time Tennessee even like competed with Alabama? It's well, been, that's why I, that this is fun because it feels like it could happen this time. I just feel like they always get just absolutely clobbered. clobbered. I wanna see if I can look up the series real quick. Uh, Alabama and Tama. History. So we got 52 24, 48 17, 35 13, 58 21, 45 7. Look at all these red dots, I go. L's on top of L's. On Boom! Top of L's. 2006, the last time Tennessee beat Bama, and that was 16 to 13. They played a 6 to 3 game the year before that. But you're right, I go. A lot of these losses, outside of one or two since then, have been blowout losses. Bama. So. All right, uh, what do you think the line is? Uh, Syracuse, NC State, in the dome. I just saw it on your paper. Dang, but I would Syracuse minus three and a half. I would have guessed NC State by that. Me too. Which is why I'm taking State. Is there quarterback even playing though? Somebody sent me a tweet that it said Devin Leary is expected to start. Cuse. (laughs) I see what you did there. He stinks. I mean, I'm not saying he stinks. I just don't think he's going to be 100%. I, if Jack Chambers was playing... By the way, if Jack Chambers does play, let him do something, Dave. Didn't they just run the ball like 40 times yeah. or like that? Yeah, and they won, and it worked. But Ooh. let him like get out of the pocket and do some stuff. Who is the last player to throw for over 400 yards against the East Carolina defense? Player... I'm going to say it was Jack Chambers. It was Jack Chambers. <laughs> I mean, he was awesome, man. At least for that one Saturday. I don't know what else he did all year last year, but he looked great against the Pirates. All right, Steven. Uh, we'll talk to you Saturday. Get your uh, edge and all that. VIP chat going on. Uh, check out my interview with Mike Schwartz. Maybe you'll learn a thing or two about basketball.
11: Yeah, I enjoyed you on the uh, AAC Media Day today. <laughs> What do I need to go to that for? I mean, you,
5: you be a media member, ask a question. Did you get a lot? I I just had a one-on-one interview with the coach. I guess and you probably didn't ask him something I did. Good. Why repeat questions? I, I, is,
11: it, I, is this highlight video we're watching? Is this just the Braves? Like yes, the Braves just hit a grand slam, and then next thing you know, they lost the game. There's no, <laughs> there's no highlights of the other team.
5: <laughs> this is a full Braves highlight reel. We don't care about the other team. Igo, I'm rooting for your guys. Go, go, uh, go... (laughs) Go No, go Mariners. That's the one I really want to see. That was a bomb. Man, goodbye. Goodbye, Igo. All right, Mariners in five. Let's go, M's. All right, Shirley Rhodes. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear the booty bag theme. Booty,
4: booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere.
5: 317 1250 is the number. $10 gift card. AJ McMurphy's on the line. Give us a call now. <laughs> I goes, watch is talking. Nine? Eight! Caller eight 317 1250. Caller eight. 317-1250. We're back with more. That's
7: less than nine.
5: Less than nine.
7: That's a reference. What is
5: that a reference to? That was a more reference More than seven. To... I was That's giving okay. out scores.
7: More <laughs> than seven. Less than nine.
5: We'll be back with you after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show.
7: Welcome back and congratulations to our friend Susan Deans of Greenville. Picked up a $10 gift card courtesy of A.J. McMurphy's and she can use that Coming up uh, tomorrow for a special event, it's called PBR Pirates and Puppies. This is going to be happening on Thursday at AJ's, beginning at 5:30. And there will be food and drink specials. Of course, you can check out the Thursday night NFL game while you're there. And a ten dollar donation or more will get you a PBR T-shirt. And all the money that we raise tomorrow afternoon we will go to the humane society of eastern north carolina now let's head back into the show here's all
5: Alrighty, back with you pirate radio live thanks to uh susan dean's for our matt rule pizza party earlier today that was awesome enjoyed that that pizza was phenomenal delicious it was delicious yeah. did you
7: get some yeah i grabbed a piece and uh uh, I got the one without the mushrooms, but uh, it, it was really good. I had never had one from, uh, where, where was it from? C- C- Cucinellas. Cucinellas. Yeah. Cucinellas. I had never had pizza from Cucinellas, and it was very good.
6: Well, all right. So, uh, I, I was going to say, I hope you guys don't mind, but I'm going to take some home with me for Din Din tonight. And, uh, I'll leave... I just
5: mind that you call it Din Din.
6: <laughs> and then um, I'll leave some here for lunch, lunch, tomorrow. <laughs> for <right>. Lunch, lunch? Lunch, lunch. Lunch,
5: Lanlan, Lanlan. Uh, let's hear from some of the pirate players. Yesterday, uh, we were able to catch up with Jara Wilson as he answered questions from the media. Let's hear from Jara.: Jaira, how, how was
11: the team bounce back? You know, mentally after the tough
0: loss at 2 Um, obviously it was tough. Um, what we basically what we talked about Sunday was we can't let it, we can't just let it affect how the rest of our season goes. Obviously, the season's not over. We know that we basically just got to take it one game at a time, uh, keep doing what we're doing. We haven't even played our best yet, which we know, which kind of is like the most disappointing part. You prepare so hard all week in practice and then you show up Saturday and you don't really display your best product on the field. So it kind of, it hurts, it hurts a lot, obviously. And six games through the season, obviously we expect to be better than uh, three and three, but everything's behind us now. We just got to keep moving forward, take everything one day at a time, one week at a time, one game at a time.
9: As a group, do you guys feel like you're you're close to playing the best? Like is there something you can put your finger on and say, you know, we just need to do this and we can
0: we can play well? I just feel like I feel like we just gotta put it all together, to be honest. I wouldn't I wouldn't say there's one thing. It's just I mean different things show up in different games. We've lost in different ways. We just basically we just gotta put it all together, um, buckle down the end. Gotta do we just gotta make more plays, I'll say. Um, especially down the stretch in some of the games really and then just some things penalties we've had in the last game some penalties messed us up Uh, we gave up a lot of plays defensively and navy game we gave up plays at the wrong time i'll just say it's just really come down to just making plays and staying together as a team playing more playing more as a team that's really the two biggest things
8: coach houston talked about you guys have seen three completely different quarterbacks um defense wise, what uh, do you see from Memphis quarterback coming
0: in this week? Oh, I believe they had the same quarterback as last year. He's he he's a good he's a good quarterback. Um, he's more of a he, he's more of a like passer, I would say. He'll he'll run a little bit, but he's just more he's more of a passer. He's kinda similar to uh Tulane's quarterback. I don't think he's better than Tulane's quarterback, but he's definitely similar to Tulane's quarterback in playing style.
11: What do you remember from that game last year at Memphis? I mean, that was a big win for you guys, and a lot of those players are back, so what do you remember from that game?
0: Like about the game or like who they had? Like,
11: like their talent level offensively and kind of getting
0: ready. Uh, oh, yeah, they, um, they're like the rest of the conference, a lot of speed, good backs, good receivers, a good quarterback, good offensive line. I would say just just like the rest of the conference, talent everywhere, speed on the outside, you got you to gotta show up Saturday.
11: Y'all stopped the run well this year, that's always an emphasis. You know, is the next step, you know, making some of those plays on the balls downfield. Is that kind of what you are talking about as a defense?
0: Um, I would say I mean, yeah, that's part of what we talk about. I just gotta like I said earlier, do a better job of making plays. Because we do stop the run too late. We gave I think it was like three hundred and thirty passing yards, something like that. His completion percentage was really high. We just gotta, like you said, make more plays on the ball and stuff like that to limit some of those big plays we've given up. Navy was the same thing. Had like a, however long that passing play was, that kind of kept the minute in the fourth quarter.
5: You guys have been on the road for
6: two weeks. Are you excited about getting back into Dowdy-Pickland Hunt?
0: Uh, yes, because I know it's going to be a nice crowd here Saturday night, the last couple games. Well, obviously with USF being moved, we already knew how that was going to go. And then Tulane didn't have the biggest crowd, so just feel good to get back home, play in front of the fans, and turn this thing around.
11: When y'all go on the road to see that, like nobody even shows up for their home teams half the time, like what does it mean to you guys when y'all y'all see such a big following for y'all's game? I,
0: mean, I don't know about everybody, but for me it definitely like is eye opener for me. Like wow, they don't really like get this. I have the season is here is like played in their stadium and they don't really get that support that I know they want. Well, they probably get the support. I don't want to say that, but just the fans actually showing up on game day. Uh, I know, like, for us, that's something we love, and they don't really get to experience that. So, like, I definitely don't take it for granted when we get to play here.
5: There is Jaira Wilson. I love how Jaira is thoughtful with his answers and thinks it through. And if he doesn't understand the question fully, he asks, what do you mean by that question? And uh, it's cool, it's cool to what, hear.
6: Because that's my guy. That's my guy, Jaira Wilson. He wants to give you a good answer. He wants to give his answer to the best of his ability. And that's what he's trying to do there. And Jire Wilson, not only a great football player on the field, he's also a good interview.
5: Let's hear from Jack Powers. Jack Powers. It's time to hear from Jack
12: Powers. Shirley, let's hear from Jack Powers.
11: Tough loss Saturday. How have the guys kind of responded and come back since?
12: Uh, I think that's something that we're all kind of looking forward to show people. Um, backs against the wall, we're going to find out who we really are and what we're about. And so uh, we flushed it after the 24-hour rule, and we had a good practice Sunday, and are looking forward to get back out there tonight.
11: When you look at Memphis, what, what stands out on film in your early prep huh?
12: um, Earlier today, I was just watching some of their runs and stuff, and they're a tough physical team. I mean, if you look at our schedule for the remaining of the season, we're going to be facing great teams uh, every week. So, I mean, all it comes down to for us, though, is just playing the way we know how and, and doing what we do, so.
9: It looked like defensively, you guys were doing a lot of different things against them and, you know, even getting close to making plays in the backfield a lot of times. Like, did you guys feel like you were just maybe half a step away from, you know, changing the game a little bit?
12: Yeah, I mean, I think we could be a little better on our execution. And I think uh, I think everyone will always say that after a game. Um, obviously, there's a little more that we need to clean up this past Saturday than previous ones. but. um Coach Harold does a great job of, of getting us in the positions to make plays, and so we just got to go out there and execute.
9: How do you feel like your progressions coming along? you going to get some, I guess, half a season
3: now with this team? And
12: yeah. You know, um, and all that. I think I'm getting a lot more comfortable as the weeks go on. Uh, you can't really simulate game reps. So a lot of it's nice being here in the spring and being here in the summer and getting to see film and stuff like that. It's very different on Saturdays when you're going against another team. Um, so every week I'm getting more comfortable and, and just kind of trusting the plan and waiting for my time.
5: You guys have been on the road
0: for two weeks. Are you excited to come back home?
12: Yeah. Um, early in the season, everyone's talking about four straight home games stuff and kind of brush that off, but you don't realize how much you love it until you're out on the road for two straight weeks. So we're definitely looking forward to coming back.
6: Pack, Pack Stadium.
12: Yeah, hopefully. We're hoping for it, so can't wait.
11: There were some, you know, uncharacteristic penalties from from you guys. well sorry, not you specifically, but just you know, some of the guys. You know, how has that maybe been addressed, or do you guys talk about it amongst players? Hey, we, we want to play with emotion, but obviously control it as well.
12: Right, and um, I mean, it's obviously harder um, to actually control your emotions than to just say it. But uh, we all know what we need to get better on, and, and we've talked about as players, we've talked about it with coach, and so we're going to improve from those things and learn from them. But um, those things happen, and, and we're just going to learn from them. And make sure they don't happen again.
10: What well, Cheryl talks about it all the time, and Jyra just talked about it. You guys have gotten beat on some explosive plays the last few games. Uh, is that kind of a point that this is
12: Yeah, I mean, I think. Um, I mean, we've talked, and third and extra long has been kind of challenging for us this season. So, you know, we're going to emphasize that. We're going to get better. We're going to make sure we start to limit those, um, and just improve every week.
5: All right, there is Jack Powers talking to the media uh, yesterday, and we got one more interview from yesterday's roundtable session. That is with the Pirate quarterback Holden Aylers. Let's hear that now.
11: Well, i you excited after the game. You know, you guys going to find out who you are this week. How have the guys responded early on in the week?
13: Just motivated. You ready to get this taste out of our mouth and you know show that we're a better football team that we played Saturday.
3: Three totally different defenses over the last three weeks what have you seen from
13: Memphis so far yeah yeah you know, they're a lot you know schematically they're a lot similar to ODU uh, they got a really good DN that they're going to move around a lot uh, they play a lot of a lot of cover four you know or really cover six you know two to the boundary four to the field um, they will play some man coverage so you know we're gonna they're they're huge up front I mean they, they got really good D line so we're gonna have to block really well and you know create some space on the open field so it's going to be a good challenge for us but we're ready to go
9: I think you guys have a good sense of, you know, halfway through the year of kind of what some things you do need to clean up. Like, do you have a good idea of, I guess the change?
13: Yeah, for sure. I mean, first of all, you got to play turnover free football to win games. You got it. you got to stay on the field on third down, win third down. And then when you get in the red zone or that, you know, that high red zone, I mean, you got to put the, you got to put points on the board whether it's where a field goal or, or scoring touchdowns there. I mean, that's just a winning formula for pretty much every team in America. You know, that's just what it is. So, um, I mean, for offensively is stay on the field and third down defensively is getting off the field. And then, like I said, just putting up points in the red zone.
6: You guys have been on the road for two weeks. Are you excited to get back in, Dowdy?
13: Yes, absolutely. I mean, we have probably the best home field advantage in the conference, in, in my opinion. So I'm um, just excited to be here for homecoming and uh, in front of our fans. We need them. You know, we need to get back in the win column. You know, get that fourth win and get this thing rolling again.
9: With the talent you guys have, is this a thing where the players can kind of challenge each other to you know just? Sort of play up to what you know. I guess they anticipate them
13: to play it to. Yeah, we have. You know, I mean, we we all have high expectations, and you know, we haven't been afraid to say that. And um, uh, certainly, we we didn't play to it, up, play up to that. You know, last Saturday. So, um, you know, certainly we're we're more motivated this week than we have been in a really long time.
10: Ask coach if you see defenses week to week with stuff that worked against you in the previous weeks, and are you seeing some similar things pop out in games?
13: Um, a little bit, yeah. Um, not not as much as you would think, really. I mean, maybe a, a blitz or two there, but um, nothing that's really – there's not, like, one certain defense that's stopping us, you know, every time we run, they run it or something like that. So, um, you know, I just think, you know, last Saturday, we just got to make adjustments, you know, when stuff isn't working. And you know, I, I didn't feel like we really did that. Um, so, just got to learn how to do that and, and, you know, good chance to do that this Saturday. You know, go out there and show who we really are. How much
10: does – you know, we've had, you know, obviously Rajay, but some other guys, <coughs> get nicked up or not be able to come back in games, Jalen Johnson. Yep. Um, how much does that kind of thrown off the flow of what you guys were doing to start the year?
13: Yeah, I mean, anytime you have a guy uh, that's playing a lot of snaps, you know, not playing, it is going to throw it off a little bit. But, I mean, we practice so much now. We get so many reps at it that, I mean, it's – by the time it's Saturday, I mean, we're, we're good to go. I mean, that's definitely not an excuse of, you know, the way we played Saturday. We certainly could have played better, you know, with or without Jalen and Rajay.
10: Well, maybe not so much that, but, all, like uh, – You've got a moment to pick that, pick that, yeah. pick that. Does, does it not
13: having a certain person there maybe change that at all? Yeah, the timing a little bit. Uh, I mean, each person's a little bit different. I mean, you know, CJ did have to play out wide really the last two weeks more than he's played um, really in the past year. I mean, he played He played there last year and he played there in the past. So, you know, our timing's good. You know, I mean, that's just, just – I mean, anytime you, you put a new guy in there, the time's going to be a little bit off. But, you know, like I said, with with the practice reps and stuff like that, I mean, we should be ready to go.
9: I know C.J.
6: has been going through some things personally the past two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Y'all played. How's he been doing this week and um, since this past weekend?
13: He's doing good. You know, trying to stay positive, and you know the guys are, are being around him, and you know winning helps obviously a lot with that. So um, we got to get back in the win column this Saturday, and it's a big one for us. You know, he knows. You know, I mean, football is kind of his sanctuary, just like a lot of our a lot of ours is. So um, anytime we step on that field, you know, our mind has to be clear and just go out there and play.
8: Do you and him have like a special wink? No,
13: nah. so nah, I mean, there is times when we can look at each other and kind of know what each other are thinking just because I mean, we have been playing together for, for over. I mean, I don't even know how many years it is now. It seems like forever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we've been playing with each other for a while and, and kind of know he knows what I'm going with, to him and, and what I'm thinking and what, you know, I know what he's thinking too.
11: How's your – is your shoulder gotten any better since week one or is uh, it still balling pretty good?
13: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's gotten better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
9: (laughs) (laughs) If you guys had to balance maybe the thought of maybe the importance of, I guess, winning, you know, as the
13: season gets shorter versus, you know, just trying to take it at a game, you know, I
9: mean, like trying not to put too much pressure, but.
13: Yeah. I mean, I don't think we're putting too much pressure on ourselves. I mean, we we know, um, you know, each game's important, especially in this conference. I mean, anything can go any different way. I mean, this conference is so good and and so deep and um, so talented in so many different levels. Um, You're never really going to face a bad team anymore in this league so every time we step out there we know we got to give it our best and you know clearly if we we don't give our best then we're going to get beat
5: all right there is east carolina quarterback holton ayler is going to hear from the coordinators coming up in just a little bit so uh stay tuned to our social media twitter facebook instagram uh those interviews will be available there we'll have them for you audio wise coming up on thursday all right let's get our last break in we will come back and get ready to wrap up this edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll be back with you after this.
1: Listening to hour three of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates, and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show.
7: Welcome back. It was a rough day for the stock market. The Dow was down 28 points and closed at 29,210. The Nasdaq was down nine points at 10,417, and the S&P was down 11 at 3577 That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's clip.
5: All righty. No Braves baseball this afternoon. Rain delay in Atlanta. They're going to give another update at 6 o'clock. The last one they gave said they hope to have the game underway around 7.30 so still going to be a while before they can get going in Atlanta Dodgers and Padres scheduled for 8.37 tonight on Fox Sports 1 Louisiana and Marshall go at it college football tonight 7.30 on ESPN 2 and the Hurricanes begin their season 7 o'clock tonight on ESPN Plus you can watch that one so uh, a little something for everybody tonight we'll be enjoying it at AJ Murphy's 8 o'clock for Sports Trivia. So, looking for something to do tonight and some fun. You can uh, come on out and join us. All right, uh, good stuff today. We got heated. I think i am worn out after that yelling that we keep doing when it comes to special teams. Hopefully, we can have a yell-free show tomorrow. We will talk Memphis football tomorrow with Evan Barnes from the Memphis commercial appeal he covers the Tigers so we get a scouting report on Memphis we will talk to Kevin Monroe we'll talk to Jeff Nadeau look at the big weekend of college football from a gambling perspective also our buddy Brooks Hill will join us to talk some Canes hockey uh, so Brooksie. we'll have Brooksie. Brooks Hill Troy D and touchdown Tony Collins so a lot of guests to get to on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live coming up at 3 o'clock. Thanks for tuning in today and we'll see you tomorrow at 3 for Shirley Rhodes
1: and the Chan Man. I am Clip Rock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the Voice of the Pirate Nation.